When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the two interns waiting on Bubba to come. We're with CB Gold, uh, who's sporting a cool blonde hair look uh, with his beautiful girlfriend on the couch, uh, as well as Jean, the intern. Uh, you guys haven't met, but uh, you guys are both nice people, so that's good. I want to thank our um, sponsor, uh, Decipher. It's a company created to help you optimize your life. People, I've been saying it for months now, Decipher is the lifestyle firm designed to help you make your life easier. They specialize in individualized consulting designed to help you maximize your potential. Call for strategic advising and support, whether it's for help with short-term focus goals or for coaching or long-term career management. Among other services, they offer life coaching, mental coaching, contract negotiations, and personal advising. Not sure that your needs fall into their realm of expertise. Only one way to find out, that's to call them at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. And guess what, people? Uh, if you book Decipher for long-term coaching, you can use the code ROASTED. You get 10% off all services. Again, go to di-cipher.com and use the code ROASTED. Also, Decipher Life is their newly released audiobook and is now available for download. If you truly want to make a positive change in your life, you need to hear this book. Download it from iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, or directly from their website at decipher.com. I recommend this book to everybody. It's fucking hilarious and has some truly honest insight to everyday problems we all face. Also, tip a fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid, okay? It's nonsense. These guys have to work two, three jobs, or the women, they have to become gym teachers or Uber drivers or whatever it is. It's nonsense, okay? But we can make a difference. We can directly tip fighters. Uh, Bubba Jenkins fought last week. Okay, you could have tipped him. I made money on Bubba. I put 50 bucks on Bubba, came out with $150. So, you know what? Bubba's getting another tip from me. So, tipafighter.com. There's a, fighters, there's no reason you should not be on this, okay? You're in there anyway. Might as well make more money. So, I know Steven Seiler, okay? People thought he won. He's a tip of fighter. A bunch of fighters would tip a fighter. So, go to tipafighter.com. Let's get these guys paid. Let's hook them up. They deserve it. Let's, uh, I know I'm a little hoarse right now because I had a long-ass fucking weekend. I, uh, Thursday, I drove to Vegas with Juliana Pena. I love Juliana. She's a really, really cool chick. Nice. We had a great time. She said, no, she's a friend. Friends, not, not like that. She's, uh, she's sweet. She's, she's just fun. Fun girl. We had, it's I, four hours to Vegas. Four right? hours to Vegas, it's I know. I need a company. <laughs> well, she needed to go anywhere. So then I had a show at the uh, Stratosphere. Uh, which which was great. It was like it was packed. Thank you all, MMA roasted fans who came. I know I, I, I gave you guys a shout out. It was a, a huge fans of the podcast, which was it was great. It was great seeing you guys and girls. Uh, also, Kimmy Couture was there, uh, and I, I did a whole the whole joke about you know some girls 
you know, they like, you know, when you, when you bust on their face, I'm like, you, what about you, Kimmy? And then I'm like, well, you're not very good at blocking shots. Uh, and that was, <laughs> that, that was good. Kimmy was good. And then I, I, I asked her, she's married. I asked her if her husband is like, who's the natural now uh, when, when they have sex? It was just, so that was cool. Cause you know, Kimmy was cool. It was great seeing the fighters there. Uh, what I do Friday, I went to the Kevin Randleman service. That was, that was rough. I mean, Boz made a really, really nice speech. Um, I saw Boz and Moro was there and Jay Haran and Ray Sefo and a bunch of, a bunch of legends. Uh, And, you know, it was, it was sad because you saw how many, how great Kevin was, how many people loved Kevin. And he had that wrestling academy with all those kids, just all those kids. And it was, man, that was rough to see. But I mean, the guy, the guy had a life of, 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 of like 10 men, uh, you know, two time NCAA champion, two time UFC champion. And he had, was just the warmest dude. So rest in peace, Kevin. Uh, it was really, really, uh, it's a beautiful service, but damn, it was hard. After that, uh, what did I do after that? And then I went to, uh, I went out and saw Bubba fight. Watch, I was out with, uh, it was me, Juliana, a couple of the people. So Bubba Jenkins fight. That was awesome. Uh, so happy for Bubba. We're going to talk about his fight when he gets here. And uh, then that night I went to the UFC EA Sports Party. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I saw Demetrius Johnson who said he was going to come on the podcast. So Brittany Palmer, she's like, oh, it's you. Uh, I, guess, I think she was kidding. I'm not sure. Um, and then I saw Dana. I talked to Dana for about 30 minutes. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, we talked about some stuff. I had a really good talk. And then I got tickets to the fight. So I was That's pumped pre-fight. About, that was, yeah, yeah no, at, at, the, at, at the party. Okay. Did yeah. you play the game? No, did you? No, not yet. Nah, I want to play it. But. It comes out next Tuesday. I'll have it at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Nice. Did you get one in a swag bag? Uh, no, I did not get that. But then afterwards, I had a business meeting at a strip club. Uh, I swear, it was a comedy business meeting at, at this guy. Uh, we were at um, uh, one of those strip clubs where Misha had her after party. It was a... Sa- Sapphire. Sapphire. We had Sa- I was at Sapphire. This guy had a table. So I was there till like 9 o'clock in the morning. But I was discussing comedy and business. It was, it was, it was good. Um, but, and, but these guys were nice. They kept buying me lap dances, uh, which, which was, you know, I'm not going to say no to a lap dance. I, I don't necessarily buy lap dances myself, but I'm not going to say no to them. So here, and then the next day, so I, I go to the fight. Here's why I am not betting on fights anymore, people. Because I did a parlay, right? I go, I go, I was convinced that I knew Amanda Nunez was going to win. I knew Sear was going to win. And I was like, fuck it. It was crazy odds. So on, uh, on Nate and on, uh, on Misha. But, so I got those four parlay. And then I put Chaz Scali. I thought Chaz oh. was going to beat Darren Elkins based on the podcast, right? So I go to the fights. I bring Jay Haran. I run into Jay Haran. He didn't have tickets. Uh, actually, Mike Pyle came with us. So it was me, Pyle, and Haran. So Chaz Skelly loses right off the bat, fucking loses to Elkins, like third fight in. I'm like, fuck, there goes my parlay, right? And the parlay was like something ridiculous. It was, it was 50 bucks, got me like 3,500, right? Uh, then, I'm like, then I'm like, okay, you know what? It's all right. Not, not, the rest of them aren't going to win. And then every single one after yeah. that one. And I was so I'm kicking myself. I'm like, why? And like then I'm rooting for the guys I bet on to lose so that I wouldn't feel like a complete asshole. Yeah, so then I'm like rooting, even though I want them to win, I want them to lose so that I don't come kicking myself. So look, I had an amazing time at the fight. I had a blast. Uh, I went crazy when Nate Diaz won. I was so happy for Nate Diaz. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I was so happy for uh, Misha Tate. But I'm like, I'm not betting. I can't bet on this fucking parlay. 
I, even though I still won money on Bob of the Weekend, I won, I'm up 50 bucks. I only put up about 100. It still was killing me. Like, fuck, why did I bet Chas Kelly? Why did I bet Chas Kelly? Uh, so then I get back to my hotel room. I check my ticket. I accidentally circled uh, Holly Holm winning. So even if I would have won, you still lost. I, I would have lost. And then I'm oh. like, fucking, because I guess because I thought all the underdogs were on the bottom, but they're not on, on like the yeah. betting. They're, yeah. So, you know what? Thank you, Chaz Skelly. Because if I would have won, thank you, uh, well, I won $10,000 or something, <laughs> or, you know, whatever the number would have won, because it was actually lower. I was like, why is it only thirty five hundred for fifty? It would have been like $5,000. If I would have went home thinking I won and realized I filled the wrong form, I would have been so fucking pissed. So, Chaz, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Darren Elkins, for winning. Because I, I would have been on suicide watch, uh, not really, but I would have been I would have been bummed for for months on that. So, uh, how was your week? My week was good. Uh, spent the first few days of the week in Vegas, hanging out with a lot of the fighters. I was going to tell you it was funny when I met Cr Tuesday night. He said, "Bet the house on me. I hmm. guarantee my victory." And I'm thinking, you know, Thatcher's a tough whatever, but it yeah. was funny for him to tell me that everybody was super cool. Um, Holly had a rough getting into town thing going on, but that's something that we can discuss later what? or whatnot. Uh, well, she flew in from Albuquerque on Southwest. She's like, you know, I can get in quick and uh, no bags. Didn't check any bags. As they land, pilot goes, and by the way, we have Holly Holm, the women's 135 UFC champ on this plane, takes her from the airplane to her car outside of the terminal. Swarmed. An hour and a half. So when she got to the hotel... It was basically like fuck all the graphers, fuck everybody. I'm going upstairs. Right. She was. Is that what you guys call graphers, good... autographers? Yeah, we call ourselves the graphers. Right. Okay. Um, came home Wednesday night, just relaxed. Uh, watched Bubba's fight on Friday, which yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome to watch. I, I lost my mind a little bit. I was trying to hear his post fight, but there was a lot of commotion going on where I was watching it. Um, didn't happen to notice he had MMA roasted on his shorts till somebody yeah. sent me the picture. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And uh, Saturday, watched the fights after they ended. Spent about 20 minutes not talking with fire in my eyes. Really? And uh, I was pretty pissed. I mean, everybody knew I was going to be pissed, but... It, now, it, are you getting a tattoo now of him losing? No. No. Of not no, I'm, him. Still, I'm still a huge fan. Nothing, Listen. Nothing's going to change. I was so happy he lost for so many reasons. Number one, look. As an athlete, as a fighter, Conor McGregor is up there, world class, top notch. You can't knock a skill. As a person, I am not a fan. I'm sorry. The things he was saying on Nate Diaz in the press conference, I, I watched it. I usually don't watch them all. I, I watch the fact that he was saying, I'm going to make you dance. I'm going to make you don't, no eye contact. He's like, you're broke. You're nothing. You have no money. You're a loser. I mean, all the stuff he was saying, and then he was making fun of him for teaching kids jiu-jitsu classes. First of all, as as a fellow coach, like fuck you, dude. I I love teaching kids. That's what's the you know Nate. I don't know if he's doing that for money. Probably not. He probably does it because he loves it, and he's actually trying to give back something that he does himself, which is uh, this is the spirit of jujitsu. And the fact that Connor's gonna shit on that, the fact that you're gonna shit on him being broke, dude. He's number one. He's not broke. Number two, they they, not they can't. Now. Well, not now, but not he, 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 he wasn't broke before. And if he was, like, not, to, to be like, I'm better than you because I have more money. Really? That's 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 where you're going with this. After all that, you're you're a big fish in a small pond. You're one of 
of like 20 fighters from Ireland. I mean, you're one of like 10 in the UFC, not even. If, if, if McGregor, if you were born in California, you, it, you would not have this hoopla. You would not be getting a million dollars. Okay, you have a whole country, but you're a big fish in a small pond. You became a big fish in a big pond. But to, to really say that, and, and I had a problem with him at the MMA Awards. Like two years ago, he was across the street, and, and then he wouldn't come accept an award unless he got $10,000. 10,000 euros, I think it was, just to walk across the street. Then this year, he says he's coming, doesn't show up, makes a video shitting on the thing, saying, you guys probably owe me money. Everyone's a bunch of losers. I get it. It's parched stick. But listen, you're, he's, he really needed to be humbled, and I, and I could not have picked a better person to humble him. A guy who, you know, Nate Diaz, when I met him, super cool. Everyone that I know that knows him, loves him. Hardworking guy, doesn't like to talk smack. And then for him to say, you can't talk to five, you can't count to five, and this and that. I get it. You're tr- but there's a line between smack talk and just being disrespectful. And the Diaz brothers helped build this thing. I mean, these guys are legends. They were fighting back when for, for apps for no money. And, and, and Connor, you know what? Listen, I know people say, well, I went up two weight classes. You, well, so did Nate Diaz. He's a 155-pounder. You beat a one. You lost to a fifty-five pounder at one seventy. And you know what? When you go down, I feel like it's it's if, if you can't knock people out, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. He 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 hits hard. Connor is a beast when it comes to hitting. He most people can't take his power. Most forty-five pounders, most fifty-five pounders. But I'll tell you what, I think Dos Anjos is going to beat him. I think Khabib beats him. I think Ferguson might even beat him. At 45, I think Frankie Edgar beats him. Uh, and I think that, you know what? Good. Come happy. Because those guys, it's one thing if, you, if you're going to say, you know, I'm, I'm the best, blah, blah, blah. When you, when you shit on the entire UFC, when you shit on all these guys, I'm sitting there with guys like Jay Haran, okay, Mike Pyle. I mean, these guys, Mike Pyle was fighting 20 years ago. He, he'll never make a tenth of what you make. And then rather than be grateful about it, you shit on him and call him a loser. So you know what? Good. I'm happy you lost. And I hope you lose your next five fights, okay? I mean, that's just the way it goes. And, I'm ha- and you know what? And, and, and you lost pretty quick. Don't shit on a guy for teaching jujitsu classes. Don't shit on him for helping old ladies. Those are good things. That's really good. I, I, you know, how, if I'm a kid and Nate Diaz is my jujitsu coach, are you fucking kidding me? And you're going to make fun of him for that? Fuck that. Good. 209, motherfucker. What do you have to say? What do you want me to say? Like, you want me to rebuttal that? Yeah, sure. I, I don't know what the fuck to say. He lost. He'll be back. He's going back to 145. He's not going to get the RDA shot right off the bat. He's not going to make 145. He's too big. No, he said he's got. He's going back down. He's going to be so weak as shit. And with, with the IB weak band. Shit took fucking Aldo 13 seconds. Yeah, with the, with I, mean, the, I, 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 I heard from a number of sources that he got his own IV that, that fight. If he doesn't get an IV and everyone else does... I mean, if everyone else doesn't, at a, naturally going to 45, he's not, he's not, he's going to be depleted unless he can IV and get, come in at 45 pounds heavier again. It's he's not happening to, tomorrow. What? He's got plenty of time. It's not happening until at least yeah, but, he's, but he's so, but you see, he, he gets. I don't even know if he's going to be at 200. It's not, you know. Yeah, they, they were set. Yeah, if he beat not, Nate, he was getting Lawler at 200, which made me a little worried because if Nate didn't beat him, the way he looked against Nate, Lawler. I'll Look, kill him. He he did really well in that first round against Nate. He almost, I mean, he had him bloody and battered, but he, you know what? He hit him with a couple good shots. His left hand wasn't landing. 
when he was throwing it, Nate was too far away. He was overreaching, he was, and he wasted a lot of energy on those on those kicks. The wheel and I think kicks. he underestimated the the differential in 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 size. But it, well, but Nate's a fifty five pounder. Yeah, but Nate, he's fought you know. at one seventy. Okay, he's fine. But he's but he, but he he looks good at fifty five. And by the way, Nate should not get that next shot at. Robbie Lawler, yeah, that, that makes no sense. I don't know what Dana. Yeah, but now thinking. it's one of the same thing. He's kind of got you know a little bit of you know money, and now he's got the air of Dana where he can uh, you know call his next thing. It was good for him. He kind of you know, if he Robbie wants to call him out. Him. I think he should stay at fifty five. I think he, he should stay at fifty five. Maybe even you know what? It makes more sense to try and give him an RDA rematch, or maybe give him like a Pettis fight that he's been or Alvarez that he's been wanting forever. Yeah, those are good fights to give him Robbie Lawler. Uh, that's a tough spot for Nate. He's not going to get those takedowns on Robbie. Robbie's not going to try and take him down. He's going to stand there and swing. Yeah, for he's going to have a tough time against to. Khabib. I would love to. I, I would love, what about Nate versus uh, the winner of Khabib Ferguson? That's a good fight, right the there. The only issue I have with that at the same time is like you know, uh, Nate fought at one seventy against Rory, and Rory threw around Nate like yeah. was suplexing him left and right. I think Khabib makes it worse. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, the point, I mean, there's a lot of questions right now. I, I, you know, it was crazy. I mean, being there was, it was awesome. I, me and Jay Haran and Mike Pyle were jumping around like little kids when he was making that comeback. I was literally like, it was, uh, Pyle went from, I'm like, Pyle, who do you want to win? He's like, I don't care. I'm not a big fan of either of these guys. Right. And then when Nate was coming back, we were, I was on his, I was almost jumping over. I was going, we were going, we were like two, three little kids. It was, you see that scene from Rocky four, when they flash back to Rocky's kids and they're all dance, jumping around while watching him come back. That's how we were. I was so excited about it. I didn't even care about my fucking parlay anymore. Okay. I had already lost it, but uh, I was going crazy. I was so happy for Nate Diaz. Uh, He's a humble dude. He's a nice guy. And you know what? Good for him. It's about fucking time he got some recognition. Good for him. He's always sort of been, you know, not in the shadow of Nick, but he's been, you know, Nick Diaz, Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz. I'm happy for Nate Diaz. Uh, Also, uh, Misha Tate versus Holly Holm. That was a fight. I did not see it going that way. Um, Although I did tell people that it was a good bet because I think that Holly Holm, like I said, is she as good as she is, or was Ro- did Ronda have that bad of a night, or did Ronda have the wrong game plan? It was all kinds of. Don't forget, I even said on the show, people just listen to me, guys. Okay, listen to me when you want to make these. I said he, she was a ten to one underdog against Ronda Rousey. She beats Ronda. All of a sudden, she's unbeatable. It was like you can't base that shit on one fight. Yeah. And Misha Tate had the right strategy. I think she could even could have shot more. Shot earlier. Uh, she waited just a, literally the last minute. Yeah, I thought they waited a little too long to feel each other out. And she was definitely behind. But, I mean, I was literally screaming. I was like, you need to go get it. Like, because you will kill yourself later on yeah. if you watch that fight and realize, like, it's knuckle up or get knocked out. Like, if Misha didn't do that and had gone back the next day and watched that fight, she would have been like, you know, leave it in the hands of the judges. Like, that was stupid. She should have just went for it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not a lot easier. I mean, she, the Holly was defended most of oh, her takedowns. Yeah, for sure. She was tagging her. She was connecting. So she was winning on points anyway. But she, ugh, I don't know, she blinked. I think she took the pressure off for one second. That's all it took for Misha to capitalize. And, and, and that was it. And you could see that grimace on her face where Misha's literally like, I mean, you've seen the picture, right? Yeah. Where she's like, I am going to, like, die and pass out or I'm going to rip this girl's neck off. Like... I mean, she con- she controlled the second. The scorecards, as I thought they were, which I saw after, was right. 
It was a draw. Three, one. If uh, it was thirty eight thirty seven, it was a ten eight round two because Misha took her down twenty five seconds. Yeah, in, held her. Um, Brian told her at the beginning of the fifth, risk it to get the biscuit. That's it. That's exactly what he said. And she went out. She said, you know, I got to get her down. But I agree with you saying, you know, she, we talked about this for weeks. You know, if Ronda had a double leg, that fight could have yeah. been much different. Yeah. And everybody's saying, asking me, you know, <clears throat> what happened to Holly's ground game? She don't fucking have one. No, she has one. She has a good, they real. I feel like they went, they, the, the her camp. They they trained for Ronda, it seems like, a lot more than they trained for Misha. They they knew everything Ronda was going to do. And a lot of it was Ronda's arrogance. Ronda wanted to to become a boxer and prove that she can beat a world Edmund. championship boxer. Edmund Ed, didn't help. Yeah, Ed, oh, Edmund was the worst. And uh, and Misha was like, no, I'm going to, but, you know, I'm going to shoot a double leg. I, I, when I had Ronda's mom here on the podcast. I said, why doesn't she shoot a double leg? And the mom says, because her coach is a fucking idiot, and that's and that's exactly what happened. Even even during this fight, first round, I'm like, why is she shooting a fucking double leg? And then opens the second with a fucking double leg, and then almost almost finishes it. Holly Holm is a tough girl. Uh, will Holly be back? For sure. Uh, sure. I mean, for sure. But they're giving Ronda the rematch, uh, and you know what? I don't know. I mean, a part of me says Holly should have a rematch. At the same time, if you win the belt. And you don't defend it on your first. Yeah, you can't. Really it's like negotiate you can't yourself for negotiate. But it was a tough fight. It was a yeah. close five-round fight. fight. I mean, you could, and you know, now, but UFC's thrilled because they're getting Ronda the belt back. If, if yeah. how, however, well, that's the thing. All of a sudden, Ronda's back in the gym, right? And she's like, oh, I could, you well, know, you actually, know, you know, Ronda didn't watch the fight. Yeah, right? that's another thing, though. Yeah. That's that's a very telling right there. Yeah, the fact that Ronda Rousey had four girls fighting in her weight class. For the four top girls, you could, uh, which was Misha, Holly, Amanda, Amanda and the Yeshen, whatever her name Valerie. is, Chanko's, Valerie. Chanko's okay, all right. So maybe, uh, maybe, great. maybe we'll throw Kat Zingano or Juliana Pena I'd in like that. I'd like to see Zingano home. Okay, so you got those girls, and you have the whole everybody there. You have you know Anthony Kiedis and Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's the biggest event. And Ronda is at a PWG wrestling, PWG wrestling PW, with, Travis, with Marina. Travis Marina. It's kind of telling that. Maybe she doesn't not she's not over her loss. I mean, if she shows up, she's in the front row. Spot slice on her. You're telling me she's not going to want to jump back in there, and, and that's not going to fuel the fire. I mean, why is she not there? Yeah, there's a that's, I'm a little concerned. Uh, if I was her manager, if I was her, her, her I'd say get Edmund was there. Edmund, I know, but I would tell Ronda. Oh, I know, but Edmund, Edmund was at the fight. Yeah, Edmund, Edmund, yeah, but nobody hey, wants to see that. that, that Edmund should be the one face. at the fucking wrestling no, match. No, that's that's uh, weird that he was there in Vegas. And you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys know that Dana called Ronda at PWG and said Misha just won, and she goes, "Well, I guess I got to get back to work then." Yeah, which is cool, but you should have been there watching the girls in your weight class fight. That's just to me. That's but, to me. It's like. The same time she said in interviews, if you ask me about MMA, I'm leaving. Maybe she didn't want to be in the UFC spotlight with this big of a card coming into Vegas and everybody's like, oh my God, Ronda. And then she gets flooded with all these questions and who do you want to win and what are you training? I mean, too I'm, bad. Those yeah, are like, I know, that's, but that's the she's, the beast. That's she became immediately antisocial after that loss. Yeah. Maybe she's not ready for the limelight. No, I mean, she's antisocial she's, when she's no, on she's fucking not Saturday ready. Night Live exactly. and Ellen and blah, blah, blah. She's picking and choosing what she wants to do, and she can. So I agree with her. I think, I think, if I think, exactly. If you're going to go, if, you're, if you want to, okay, either you, you retire 
Uh, or she's not going to retire. She's she's going to be like Peyton, who leave at the top. Well, listen, it's it's weird. I mean, it, it was it was a little telling and strange, and I don't know how how uh, healthy it was that she wasn't there. At the same time, maybe she she didn't want to steal the spotlight from Holly or Misha. Oh maybe that was that. Maybe she was just saying, you know, it's not about me. It's about them. <laughs> maybe she was. Maybe I doubt, that's it. I don't get that feeling. I, think I don't know either. Just, uh, so uh, hey, it's PWG. I've been there. It's pretty fucking. Awesome. I know. I know. It's cool. <laughs> I, I I hear it's very cool. But still, it's no, the I, UFC, I, and you're the number one contender, and the two girls are fighting. Why not be there? Why not have that? Like, sh- sh- to me. Oh, I agree. I'm not. I'm I'm just saying PWG is awesome. Oh fucking yeah! Well, go PWG whatever. Do you have a tattoo? Do you have a tattoo of PWG? I was going to. I haven't even been able. It's so popular now that I haven't been able to get tickets for the last like five shows. Oh wow! And I went to every show for two years straight. Mm. It's really annoying. So uh, uh, shout out to any of the four horsewomen. They should hook me up with a ticket next time. Anyway, anyway. Uh, by the way, uh, so other fights on that card. Um, uh, Gian, I had a feeling he was going to lose, uh, based, I don't know. I like Gian. I just think he waited too long and he just didn't seem like he was ever in that fight. Uh, but when I talked to him on the phone, he was like, yo, I'm just going to throw punches and see what happens. It just didn't seem hey, like he really wanted it. I expected a slugfest yeah. because John does that and Latifi just doesn't care. And it was like, I, w- that wasn't what I thought was going to happen in that fight. No. The best part of that fight, honestly, was Latifi hitting a German suplex on him. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Otherwise, I expected them to just go to war, and I I don't know. But funny, quick story, John Volante almost didn't make that fight. Why? He, he was uh, coming across the valet at the fighter hotel, yeah. and he almost got hit by a car. Really? Yeah, like inches. Wow. He was coming over to hang out with us, and, and all of a sudden, his car comes flying into the valet. He was inches from getting hit by Was a it uh, Latifi in the car? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Latifi looks like a, a James Bond henchman, doesn't he? He does. He's fucking he, crazy. Yeah. Uh, he's a nice. They're both very nice guys. Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you, I was happy for Diego Sanchez. Yes. Uh, I couldn't have been happy for that guy. Uh, you know what? He looked good. He looked tough. Jim Miller. I mean, I like those kind of fights for Diego Sanchez. The Gray Maynard's out there. The Jim Miller's the guys that are, you know, not going to win the title next, but, you know, have the name recognition. And Diego looked good. He looked tough. He went back to his wrestling roots, which was great. Ground and pound Diego. So I was super happy about Diego. Diego um, says hi, by the way. He says he wants to come back on the podcast. Yes, we're going to have him. He loves you guys. I love, I love Diego Sanchez. Uh, and then um, Amanda Nunez, you know, mm. she, she, I think that she was trying to not burn herself out. This is sort of a transition stage because she's so explosive and big in that at first. But a lot of times she, she, she beats you up in the first, but then tires herself out, loses in the third. She went a little slower in the first, still lost a third, but won the first enough, won the second. Yeah. I expected a little more out of, uh, what's that girl's name? Sevchenko. Valentina Shevchenko. Valentina. We're going to have her on the podcast but, Thursday. Uh, Nunez had a tough cut. She had a tough cut. She's a big chick. She was she was a big chick on uh, Wednesday. She was under covers, towels, everything, like cutting. We saw her, I think Monday night. We saw her, and then I never saw her again for the mm. entire next two days. And I saw on her Instagram and Twitter that she was having a tough cut. Yeah, I like Nunez a lot. Uh, other fights that happen. Um, Anderson. Anderson and Lawler. Anderson Lawler. I thought yeah. that Lawler had him hurt in the first. And didn't capitalize it. I mean, granted, you know, you don't want to blow your wad, or they always say a wounded animal is when it's most dangerous. So I understand that. At the same time, I think he had him more hurt. I think he definitely won the first round. 
I don't know how they gave 30-27 to the that, – That's no way. I mean, how do you give them the, – uh, and I thought that the second – I thought that Anderson won the third round. For sure. The second round was – I would give it to Lawler, but it was close. It was a close round. I would give it to Lawler. I think – I don't think it was a highway robbery. I think he didn't get robbed, but it was not the worst decision I've ever seen. And, you know, or not even in the top 100. But I think he won. He definitely won that fight. Uh, but you know what? You got to close strong. And in the third, he Anderson got a takedown. Anderson really, I think, did not realize how... It was the best Tom Lawler had ever looked, I thought, in that first round. He looked sharp. He came out early. Hands were up. Tight. Looked great. John Wood is the most underrated coach out there. Uh, people don't... He never gets credit. But what are you doing We're with giving Mike, him credit right here. What, John. Doing with Mike Pyle. What are you doing with Roxanne Modafari? Uh, she's fighting on Friday. She's fighting on Friday. I mean, he's a good, he's a great coach, John Wood. So, uh, shout out to John Wood. Um, Adam, what'd you think of that uh, Eric Silva touch gloves to left hook combo? Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> yes. I, I, I even said, I go, I Charlie like Sheen that. thinks he's too dirty. Uh, but <laughs> That was like, wow. And, and they were mad dogging each other during fight week. They walked by each other at the hotel, and Nordine was looking at him like, I'm going to fuck you up. Dude. He fucking rocked him, though, hard. And he went and Nordine's face planted. not a knockout artist at all. He's usually a grinder, but he just he caught that kick. And well, if Silva can't beat you in the first round, he can't beat you. It's like he yeah. has six first-round finishes. Well, but didn't then you make that, jokes about him having, like, a fucking dad body now? And uh, he did. Since, he looked good this one, though. His body looked better. He looked good, but Nordine was just like, that dude is a— Brick yeah. shit house. Oh yeah, it's like he, he, he just looked better and better as the fight went on. And then I, you know, I think he was calculating Silva's patterns, and he caught that leg and throw just a beautiful, just over that right was just unbelievable. He caught went him right on, too. I, I right on right the here. fucking I, snooze button. Just I, and I know, it was it was the best. This was yeah, the most fun. Like, I had great seats. I mean, I mean, Haran moved down. I uh, saw your photos and I saw see, seeing you kind of. Yeah. Different spots, but yeah, you you had great seats. I had great seats. I got them free. I had a blast. I, I was going crazy. I, even though, uh, even the, the even though I was pissed about the, the fucking parlay because I, I wanted that thirty five hundred, it didn't even matter. But I'm not betting anymore. I'm really I'm done because yeah. I was I was beating myself up for betting, and then I was beating myself up for beating myself up for betting. I was like literally like, why the fuck did I make this bet? Like you know what? And I hate betting against friends. You know, and, and then it's like, who should I? So I was just so happy that Nate Diaz won and that Conor McGregor is is not this 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 guy anymore. Uh, or, or is this, you know, kind of got some humble pie. In fact, I wasn't the only one. Uh, Ian McCall tweeted out, ah, ha, 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 looks like playing touch butt didn't work out so well. That was Uncle Creepy. And then he says, uh, Ian McCall and Holly Holm and tagged them. Looks like a few people need to work on their groundwork. Take it and try, my friends. Uh, and then it was a lot of people were actually, uh, uh, Derek Brunson wrote, please don't drug test Nate. That's entrapment, which is true. I mean, uh, but if, like, if he fails the weed test, is that going to take away anything? No. Right. Is it, is it, is it, is it, it a no take away anything from the loss or the, the yeah, win, but it was, might go to no contest. That would be horrible. That would be horrible. I mean, I don't know. And then Tony Ferguson wrote, I would have finished him in the first round. Snap down city. Uh, Michael Chiesa wrote, learn to grapple. Hashtag featherweight. Uh, Aljamain Sterling writes, the thing about that loss is that C-Mac gave up once he found himself in a tough position. Didn't shrimp nor fight hands like Holly did. What, you don't agree? 
No, I do agree. He, he didn't. He was just kind of like, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, he, did. he went for the takedown on Nate, and one of the things they were yelling at each other, pressers and stuff, was like, who's going to be the first one to go for a double leg? And it ended up being Connor once he got rocked. But even it was even a terrible said, takedown too. Even Nate said after, you know, I should have a lot more knockouts, but for some reason, after I rocked these guys, they feel like going for double legs. They don't realize what I do. And he said, you know, I came out a little slow, and it was like the Pellegrino fight where he came out slow, and then when he when they were going for that takedown, he just wrapped in the triangle on that one. But Nate says, you know. I go for the I go for the knockouts and then people take me down. They don't realize I'm better on the ground than I am on the. Oh feet. yeah, if, uh, Felice Herrig wrote bye bye, Mr. McGregor. You just made Nate Diaz a very rich man. And then she wrote, "Who's getting who coffee now?" Yeah, a lot of I'm telling you, a lot of fighters were uh, uh, very very happy with that. Connor, Kevin Lee, Connor came up here with some real men and seen how the ground game is. 155 is my division. <laughs> Kevin, so Kevin Lee wrote that. Aldo. Wrote, see you at UFC 200. Your fairy tale is over. You got nowhere to run now. Time for rematch, pussy. That's a little weird. I mean, when you get knocked down in 13 seconds, <laughs> yeah. when you get knocked down in 13 seconds, you can't call the person a pussy. You, well, did you, you see the rebuttal from Connor on Instagram? What did he say? He wrote this whole long diatribe, but at the end it says, Aldo, you're a pussy. Dos Anjos, you're a pussy. Dos Anjos is not a pussy. I, I, I'm just, but I'm just. Repeating. Well, Connor was making a reference all, to the people that those two particularly that um, celebrate, as he said in the, his, the post press conference, that celebrate another man's victory. He's like, if you wanted the victory, you had the chance. So it's kind. Of, you now you're talking shit because yeah. I've lost, but you've been quiet <clears throat> since you know I bounced your head off the canvas like a basketball. So sit down. <laughs> Seriously, and, and Connor right. even said, you know, I'll, I'll take Aldo, but I know he ain't going to show up. And then Will Brooks wrote, this is the first time I saw a gazelle eat a lion. Uh, yeah, and the balloon animal jokes. And <laughs> Ben Asker wrote, ha, 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 ha. Back to featherweight. You go, little Connor. And then Asker wrote, that's what Connor gets playing touch button in the park with some ponytail dork. <laughs> so, yeah. Matt Brown wrote, hype is a bitch. On a side note, two Bentleys will be up for sale night in Vegas. I mean, the fighters were pretty damn happy about him losing. A lot of them were. Haters gonna hate. But it's not haters because he, he went after all them. He said, I'm the best. I think he's just playing the game. I don't think it's a personal thing. If you watch him, he's, you know, it's. And all they're playing the game too, then, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you, you know, I mean, shoot back. It's all fair. It's all fair in love and war. It's all fair in love all, and it's war. It's all part of the game. It's all part of building the hype. And I think he understands that. I don't think he's taking it all that personal. Um, so, no, he's definitely. I, yeah, it's his not, ego's crushed. I, I actually think it's. I mean, he had nothing to lose from that. Yeah, he did. You know. He lost his title shot. At he lost his title shot. shot. He lost his title he lost shot. He still has his belt. He's, he lost yeah, his I think allure. it's more to his, his advantage. It's a learning experience for him. He goes back down. It's going to be interesting to me to see what he does to make those adjustments because he's going to take what from what he just lost. Now he can adjust for 155. If he decides to go back up to 170, we'll see. But he takes all that knowledge from that and now takes it back down to 145. At that point, at this point, it's like, yeah, but he lost to a guy who... Uh, while I do love Nate Diaz, he was ranked number 11 before his last fight at 155. Uh, he was fresh uh, off the couch. He's fresh off the couch on a three-day camp. And he talked a ton of shit. A ton of shit. Uh, I, he, I it, it wasn't a lose-lose. I, I'm, I'm it wasn't a no-lose situation. Fan, so. I'm still a Conor fan, too. And yeah, so is, but, but at the same time, he, he lost a lot. And the average person that was tuning in, the average guy... Just saw him lose to Nate Diaz. The average guy has no idea it was at 170. The average guy 
doesn't know that, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's going to go. The Irish guy sees the, uh, the Irish guy that was talking a ton of shit who looked unbeatable lose. That's what the average fan is. It, it, that's the truth. Uh, the, 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 the hardcore MMA fan respects Connor for taking the, the, taking the risk. I mean, you, you got to respect them. Yeah, you I mean, got other guys that didn't take the risk. Exactly. Almost. Nobody wants to put it Jones. out there. Jones, it was Hendo out, Chael in. He said, no, didn't take it. Or, or what's that? Ronda didn't take it with Cyborg. Ronda didn't take it. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that would have dropped to out. Lose, man. Verdum. Verdum got Stipe, and then all of a sudden, nah, I'm going to wait. No, yeah. Well, I don't think Brazil. it benefited, in my opinion, I don't think it benefited him to t- take that fight. And I think he should have had a right to call off the card on that. But I'm just that. saying, why, you know. That was a risk for him, and why risk it that close? Because you're the champion. I get that, but like like you said, at least Connor fucking walks his talk. I'll fight anyone, anywhere. Whether I win or lose, he fucking walks his but talk. He does, but but he doesn't, he doesn't just say, he does that, but he you says know? a lot more. But look, I get that. The, the putting but, out everybody for not having money. I'm carrying the, the, the division. I'm carrying the UFC. You yeah, guys are bums. He's probably lost bums. a lot of his weight and power uh, and say so, you know, and and having you know Dana and Lorenzo's ear. But I think you know it's going to be. In- <sighs> Let's see. Did you hear this rumor that Floyd Mayweather paid Nate Diaz a million dollars? No, he didn't. After the fight, really? Supposedly. Supposedly, from what I'm seeing, and it looked like Floyd Instagrammed it out. He had a bag with a million dollars in it, and what I had heard from behind it was that Floyd beat, uh, paid Nate a million after the fight because he beat Connor. And then there's all these memes of like talk shit about Floyd getting knocked out because Ronda did it, Pacquiao did it, uh, McGregor. There was somebody else on that list, and it's like, is that, really? Is, is do that we, girlfriend did it? Do we have to like stretch it this far? <laughs> really? You're so I don't know if it's true, but. Somebody said a hundred grand. Somebody said a million. And then this fucking picture with Floyd on it and saying, you know, Connor shouldn't talk shit. And Nate beat him. Blah blah blah. Stock to two hundred nine. I don't know. I want to see what's gonna happen. Now I'm interested. I want to see Anik's tattoo. I want what? I want to see. I want to see John Anik's tattoo. Yeah, he, he said he's gonna get it. He will, right? I, I don't know. A I really think it's small one, just very light very, stencil. Wow. Well, good for him. I See, mean, I got a backer behind. Yeah, yeah, backup. that's cool. Good for him. I mean, that's that's pretty cool that he did that, uh, John Attic. But also, I mean, as an analyst, it's he's a an analyst. analyst. He's a great analyst. But when you're an analyst, I don't think you should be saying things like, "If he wins, I'll get a tattoo." Because I don't know. Part of me feels like when you're an analyst in a fight, watching a fight, you shouldn't pick who you who you shouldn't pick. I know I understand he wasn't working that fight, but when you have that type of thing, then I feel like you're then. Can sometimes sway people's opinions, but I think based you, on your opinions. just like all of us, I think. Well, I think you get swayed and caught up in the moment uh, and his real emotions of who he likes and who he picks, and he just spoke in the moment. He yeah, just let his true whether he was a Diaz fan before or not, and he said what he said. It was funny. That- I, I don't know. I don't salt people for shit like that. You say what you say, and it comes out. I mean, Rogan's done it before, though. Yeah, he's never he's, said this guy wins. I got a tattoo. No, but he's been. He's kind of swayed his commentary, like in. Uh, Funny, we're talking about Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz, Gray Maynard, the second fight, he was like, you know, Gray's looking so good. Nate's not looking so good. And then they're coming out saying, you know, that could have swayed some things and it sounds like he was biased. And, I mean, it's just... It's human. It's kind of the way of the game. They, yeah. they try to, like, hype certain people up or whatever, and who knows? I'll, t- I'll tell you, though, uh, I'll tell you who... Two and a half years ago, people, on this podcast, me and I had Luke Barnett. As my guest, the first time he was ever in studio, 
And I said to him, Darian Caldwell, who at the, who at the, at the time shit. was fighting on the Bellator prelims off TV. I go, this guy is a guy to watch. Darian Caldwell. He will be the future champion. He, Luke had never heard of him. People were tweeting me. I'm only going to watch him now because you said that. It's now two and a half years later. And Darian Caldwell. There's only two guys that I said are going to be champion. I said Chris Weidman. I told Dana that when I saw Dana before he was, it was like after Chris's first fight in the UFC. I think I knew, I knew him from New York wrestling, um, how good he was on the, on the, on the regional circuit and as, a, as a wrestler. Uh, and I said, Darian Caldwell. And I've been watching this guy and I've been talking to him. And this dude, I really think, can beat Dominic Cruz. I think he is the best 135-pounder on the planet. I think Darian Caldwell, uh, I knew it when I watched him wrestle at, N- at NC State when he beat uh, Brett Metcalf in the finals of the NCAAs. Uh, because you guys, if you're a wrestling fan, you know Brett Metcalf, okay? And I, I've been watching him grow. He has a good team, trains over with Bobby Green and those guys. And he went out and obliterated Joe Warren like nobody has. I mean, did not lose a second of that fight. Yeah, he was a three to one favorite, okay, but still, Joe Warren is Joe Warren. We're talking about a an elite wrestler. I think he was uh, he made the uh, he wasn't the Olympics, but he was a world champion Greco Roman wrestler. And Darian Caldwell beat the shit out of him, killed him. Now, Joe Warren is not Dominic Cruz. However, this guy is a guy to watch. I don't know if he could beat Cruz yet. Okay, but he's on his way, man. He'll get the belt or a belt soon. Yeah. He's either going to fight, if they're remaking the fight for uh, Galvao and Dantas, I think he easily beats either one of them. I, I'm telling you, UFC, uh, I, 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 they, they need to, they, they, this guy should be on their, on their radar. I mean, not only that, that Greco-Roman throw that he hit was one of the nicest uh, the Randall Plex, as they call it, and he got it on fucking Adam got Joe a chubby. Warren. I, I, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Look, it was like, on. It's a thing of beauty. No, because I'm sitting there with uh, with uh, Juliana Pena, who never heard of him. A couple other people who sort of heard of him. Um, and I was like, this girl, this guy, you got to watch Caldwell. And everyone's like, we have to go to this party. I'm like, no, stay. Let's watch this fight. And then everyone's like, holy shit! I mean, they were just, it was insane. Darian Caldwell is the man. He out-wrestled Joe Warren. That's saying something in itself. And you know who beat Darian Caldwell in wrestling? Bubba? You? Bubba Jenkins. Yeah. Fucking, Bubba Jenkins. Our best good friend, Bubba. Uh, Bubba, who's, who's, who's now an hour late. But he, he beat <laughs> Darian Caldwell. He's still celebrating. He's still celebrating, yes. So Darian Caldwell is a guy, I, obviously a mock saying guy to watch out for. I don't know his striking. I do not know how good his striking is yet. I know his wrestling, his submissions. I've not yet seen his striking. So there's, there's the thing. But I don't know, man. I mean, this guy's... Guy's a monster. A monster. Great 135-er. Yeah. Huge wrestling background. Good submissions. I mean, he ain't no slouch. He's going to do very, very well in Bellator. And you know what? If he comes over, I mean, it'd be interesting to see. There's, there's numerous fights in the UFC for him at 135. Yeah. But I mean, like him against TJ or him. Yeah, I would love like, to see it. It would be ridiculous yeah it'd be very very fun we don't know how his chin is yet okay we don't know if he can take a punch we don't know if he will take a punch yeah that's the thing by the way so in california it's been announced that uh uh tj no uh, dominic cruz taking on favor Faber. uh and then weidman versus rockhold two is on that card June. 
June, June 4th at the time. Forum. Yeah. Yes, right you're, you're going to that. I'll, I'll be there. You'll be Trust there. Trust me, I'll be there, and I'll be at the Adam, Fighter Hotel go. all make week. Make it happen. Uh, Adam, let's go make it happen. <laughs> you don't even have a Twitter account, okay? <laughs> now he's back. You don't even, John, John, you're this great girl. You're good. You're a very knowledgeable, hot, black, little, uh, uh, sec- Puerto Rican? Yeah, yeah. Puerto Rican and black? I'm a mutt. Puerto Rican black thing, but you don't, no one knows who you are. You're, you're like a mystery girl. Okay, we got to get your profile up. You have ta- are, you ta- are you in the military? No. Oh, you. How do you make money? <laughs> uh, he asked me that too. I know, right? This is never yeah, what you, what's your job? Are you, are you a dancer? Uh, what do you do? <laughs> I'm a da- no, I'm not a dancer. Independently wealthy. How, I'm a day trader. Really? Yeah. Is that what you do? On the side. You're a day trader? There you go. How do you know what stocks to trade? You just know? Just pay attention. Really? Yeah. Very mysterious, this, this John girl. Right. Hmm. All right. So, uh, anyway, uh, Invicta fights this week. Who's fighting this week? Uh, you got Amber yes. Brown fighting for the belt uh, against, uh, I forgot her name. She's the Japanese champion. Okay. Amber Brown was one of the ones like on the card uh, that we went to. Yeah, she's tough. Little girl from, uh, that girl is tough. She's very tough. I like um, her. Jessamine Duke. Jessamine? Is fighting on the card. Nice. Roxanne Monteferi's fighting on the card. And Angela fighting Hill Deanna just... Fighting Bennett, right? Yes, That's yes. That's a good fight. And Angela Hill just replaced um, uh, Alexa Grasso. Really? Yeah, Alexa's out, injured. Angela Hill replaced her. To fight who? Uh, I think her name is... Come on, all right. Victor. No. I think it was... Um... You're killing me. Oh, yeah, it was Angela. It might be against a girl named Stephanie Egging. Okay. Um, yeah, Monteferi's on the card. Hmm. It, it's, right, well, a, it's a good card. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, I got it right here. What's mm-hmm. it? By the way, Sarah McMahon asked me to... Uh, Hamasaki. That's her name. Who? Ayaka Hamasaki is fighting Amber Brown for the Atomweight Championship. Okay. Angela Hill, Stephanie Egging. I love Angela Hill, by the way. She said that she masturbated so much in the Ultimate Fighter house that her hands became wrinkly. Uh, any girl whose fingers become wrinkly when they masturbate is a, uh, I'm a fan of. Um, what are you doing? This was, this was, I want to hear that. Go on. What are you, intern? All right. So, uh, Jessamine Duke is actually up. fighting Irene Aldana, which is going to be a Ooh. hell of a fight. Aldana's good. Hell of a fight. Yeah, Montefiore and Deanna Bennett. Nice. The girl that beat uh, Michelle Waterson for the title is fighting. Erika Tibercio is fighting Jin Yu Frey. I like Jin Yu. That's my friend. She's on the podcast. And Andrea Lee is fighting Sarah De, Al- De Alelio. Oh, she's good. We should have a press conference this uh, Thursday. We should have a big press a conference. It's a hell of a fucking... By the way, we got Stefan Bonner on uh, Thursday. Bonner's the fight. And I think we're going to have a, a press conference on Thursday if we, could, if we could have that. That's great. I love the Invicta girls. Where, where is this pick place? It's at the Tropicana in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm in Vegas Monday to Wednesday shooting a TV show. Next, next Monday Next Monday to Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. That sucks. I would like to go uh, to the Invicta fight. I love the Invicta fights. They, they put on... They scrap. They, they, these girls scrap. Yeah. I actually had a sketch I wrote for the May Awards, which never aired, called Convicta, where you take all the guys that got arrested, and it was like, Convicta, like, War Machine, Jason Miller, blah, blah, one night, and it was like 10 guys, and they never aired it for the they MA Awards. They thought it was Awards. too offensive? Yeah, it yeah, was too, 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 too much. But it was great. It was like those monster truck commercials. Yeah, I know. But instead but it was... Uh, you conv- never know how they're going to take that. Oh, like, it would have been great. Sunday, yeah. It would have been great, Sunday. but, you know, yeah. you would have had some guys waiting for you, like, what the... No, no, they would have laughed. I mean, uh, a lot of those guys were already in jail. No, you actually would have <laughs> got the collect calls. This is L.A. Penitentiary calling Adam Hunter. From this Mike- is War Machine. <laughs> this, this is Mike Whitehead. 
head. We didn't laugh at your uh, joke at yeah. all. And uh, Josh Rosenthal is the ref. I saw Josh Rosenthal at the award show. He's out. He yeah. got out. Yeah, he's a good dude. I hope. I don't think they're going to bring him back. No, to they the can't. License, they can't bring him back. He was one of the think. best refs they had. I agree. Anybody? I totally agree. We are in agreement. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm single again. If you guys uh, didn't know, hey, I'm That's single. News. Yeah, it's news. I'm single again. Uh, nothing but great things to say about Gina. Uh, wish her very well. She's a great, great girl. Gina Carano. No. And a great Is that because you wrote to Vegas with uh, Juliana? No, no. Uh. Nothing, nothing to do with that. Uh, but yeah, so just some Adam's honest. a player, guys. Don't, don't no, him, no, listen. Don't uh, this long distance relationships are very, very hard. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, they usually do not work. Yeah. Uh, and it's too much pressure when you see the person to like do everything at once. Once you have a business schedule, when you have lives each you know both trying to do your thing it, it becomes i know it's, it's hard to date a comedian number one i yeah. i work at night i work during the day i'm always like in my head i'm a lot I, i'm very hard on myself I, yeah. I i i go through mood swings not bad but like i get like on myself i go through mood swings I don't take it on anybody Same. else no, no, no. but you? it's hard you know <clears throat> i i do think there's someone out there for me i'm 37 i would like to have a kid soon or two uh but i don't know i just have to Meet the right person, right, Ben? Right. Uh, but I am. But I, I'm going to raise a champ, guys. Just so you know, he's I do. Have I just spring and have I, wrestling from like three years old, and I know. I just, he's going to be. He's going to be a Greco-Roman Olympic star. Him, he'll double like the shit out of you. Oh, who? My, who? My, my, me or my kid? Your kid. Your kid. I know. I want to have. I. I, I do. I want to have. Uh, or he might birth the next, uh, you know, bantamweight, you know, 20 years from now. We'll see if the women's division sticks around, of course. Yeah. We'll Actually, uh, depending on how soon you have it, if you have a boy, we could have a Bubba's son versus your son in a wrestling <laughs> match. Let's see who's got, who's got the better wrestling. My kid will be Bubba's kid. I knew no, he was going to say that. Yeah. I'm telling him he said that. My unborn kid. If he well, ever gets here. Yeah. yeah he'll be here in, uh, now that he's, his main, name is mentioned, he'll be here in three, two, yeah. one. No, I do want to have it. I just, you know, it's, it's funny, though, like, you know, like you see, like as a wrestling coach, you see some parents that like want their kid to wrestle so bad, and sometimes the kids don't want to wrestle. Like this one kid, I, I'm not saying he was gay. I don't know if he was gay or not, but he seemed a very, uh, a very effeminate. You a know, touch feminine. not which, which, which is fine. This is, but like the, the father really wanted the kid to wrestle, and the kid really wanted to be in the play. You, you know, and it, it was like it was interesting that it was a very interesting dynamic. You know, the kid just did not want to be there, and the father was like. Pushing it on the kid. Yeah, screw that kid up. Right? Yeah. But sometimes Support I wonder, your like... kid at what they want to do. Yeah. What, whatever it is, man. Sometimes I wonder, like, when we had the... Uh, yes. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, if I had a kid that was gay, I, I, would, I would love my kid if he's gay, straight, whatever. Yeah, I don't, Doesn't matter. I don't care. Doesn't matter. I mean, maybe, we, maybe it would be... Uh, you know, and then, look, I would go with him to... Maybe if he was gay and was into fashion, that was his thing, I, I would support him. Totally support him. But I think it would be kind of cool to have a daughter... Not that that's like not that she would be a lesbian, but that, like it's kind of a tomboy, because that, that would be kind of cool to have your daughter be in the wrestling. Yeah. Like, you just want that because that seventh grade chick that's destroying the fucking team, <laughs> that judo girl that's just no, throwing like, dudes around oh, like crazy. You're like, I, want, I, want the, I want a girl yeah, so was, I could throw her in there. Yeah, she and wasn't judo. Ass. She was a Greco Roman. No, I know, but wasn't she hitting judo throws too? I thought she was a judo. That was judo. It wasn't. It was, she was just Greco Roman. But I'm saying, like, if your daughter was Tanya Avenger, that'd be fucking cool. Like to have like. I mean, she's a street, like, she's a dude. Like, She'll beat most dudes' asses. I know, but wouldn't that be kind of cool to have your daughter, like, be a fighter? No? Dude, I if, I, be- if I had a daughter, she ain't leaving the house till she's 30. 
Well, well, neither are you. So that's good. So you guys, I didn't. You guys have both lived with your parents. This is the first no, no, time but, I've gotten out. But, <laughs> play nice, boys. Play nice. Uh, I'm the if same. it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't leave. <laughs> uh, now, uh, do you have any kids? No. Do you want kids? Yeah. 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 But, uh, but you're 50, right? Or how, how old are you? <laughs> Jesus. How old are you? I need a minute to cry. Mm. Wow. No, no, no. no, but she's in her um, 40s. Yeah, yeah. 42? Yeah. You no, no, 40. Are you ever worried that maybe... No, 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 I might freeze an egg. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. Really? Yeah, because you've, you know, you're concentrating on career right now. I'm going to be like Hallie, have, popping them out at like 48. How much, how much is it to freeze an egg? I have no idea. Really? I don't know. Just hmm. just pray if you freeze one, don't get it mixed with his blanket that he turned <laughs> Yeah. <on. laughs> we would have a cute kid, John. We would. Yeah. We would. They'd be a little badass, too. They would. They'd be a nice, uh, mm. nice complexion, great eyes. Hmm. They would be tomboyish, athletic, I believe. Hopefully funny. They'd be, a little, they'd be short. Oh, I, wow. that'd be the only no. Thing. I would have if it wasn't for wrestling in high school. I'd be about three inches taller. I think I think that cutting weight because I was always cutting weight. I was always cutting. I was, you still have pretty ears. Oh, thanks. I, now this is after surgery. Oh. But I, I was I was one hundred three, one twelve, one twenty five, one forty in high school. Okay. I was always cutting weight. I think if I hadn't been cutting weight, I think I. You I'd think be, it stunts your growth early for oh, the rest of us out d- there? It definitely did. Yeah, guys, that's why, that's why I never recommend it to kids. Like I know eighth graders like, on my team. Like I'm going to so, cut a couple. I'm like, you're not cutting any weight. Okay, wait to if you're. I don't even think first. But how come people don't say that? More how come coaches? I don't think that knowledge is out there. And you, I see you have fans, especially the young ones now, that they follow that and they think you know they you hear all this cut weight, cut weight, do this, and they start playing with it. It's so young. I think I think in I think in high thing. school and college, I think if you cut a maximum of five pounds. So wait, wait till junior. High? I'm not saying if you're fat and you need to lose weight is one thing. Right. But if you're but let's if you're, just say in shape. Let's if, not but, say. It, but if you're ripped, you should cut. I don't know, five pounds. I used to cut 10, 15. Uh, you know, ultimately in college, I was weighing in it. I was going into the week at 150, and by Thursday, I'd be 137. Ooh. So I was cutting 13 pounds. pounds. And eventually, that, what I did was like, I quit. I, I fucking hated the weight cut. I, I hated who I was, how I felt. What was and this like, coach mandated for the team? Or did you think in your own psyche that you had to do that in order to. I was a big star. Showcase. I was a big wrestling star in high school. Right. I, I was know. like the four time, whatever, class A champion. I, was, I had a big ego. Big so head. it was just self imposed, is what I'm so saying. You, the, the captain of my team was 142, and I couldn't beat him. I lost to him seven to four. Very close. I probably, he was a senior. I could have beaten him by the time I was a whatever. Yeah. A freshman, and I wanted to start. In my mind, if I didn't start, wrestling was not worth it. I didn't want to just be in the practice team. I didn't want to just go to tournaments. I wanted to start. So I went a weight class below him. I should have wrestled 142. Instead, I wrestled 134. Uh. So that's what killed me. And then my coach even told me, like, because I would gain 12, 13, 14 pounds overnight. As soon as I weighed in, I would shoot back up to 150. And my, co- and I, my coach like, you, you can't keep doing this. You're going to quit. Like, Fuck that. I fucking love this. The, the time I spent on the mat, I was happy as shit. I was like, you don't get a better feeling in wrestling. You, you win a match, all your problems go away. You're, you're the king of the fucking world. You're like, the, the, everything's in slow motion. You're like, you're the man. The time, I love beating the fuck out of people. I loved clobbering heads. I loved shooting. And I was wrestling at a level that I had never wrestled before in, in co- college because I was with... Great kids. I wasn't the best kid on my team, like in high school, but and when I was in when I was in the wrestling practice room, it was awesome. Every other minute of the day, fucking sucked, and and that's that's not a good way to live. That's the truth. That's that's why I got burned. That's why I quit. When I quit, I, I like let my whole fucking school down. I, I could. I, I when, when did you quit? Freshman year, Fuck. and and I couldn't watch sports for three years. I fucking I wanted to transfer to a school that didn't have wrestling. 
the only thing that I knew was wrestling. That was the only thing I felt good about in my life was wrestling. Mm-hmm. People came up to me, Adam, how's wrestling? And that's why these fighters can't quit. Yeah. Because that is that times a hundred. It's it's different. Yeah. Every every time you see a fighter, and I'm guilty of this too. Hey man, when's your next fight? Or hey man, great win. And then that's all they know of. And they think when I don't have this, I have nothing. And that's why they can't quit. That's why fucking Jens Pulver is still fighting. And that's why uh, this guy's still fighting. All these guys. And and it's never good. It's part of it. They get depressed. They think suicide. They turn to drugs or, you know, they think they're they're worthless. Yeah. You know? I mean, even Rhonda just said it. She goes, if I don't have this, what do I have? And that's a bold statement considering her dad. I know, but then she said, and I looked at my fucking got man. I go, I got to have his babies, which is so retarded. Yeah. (sighs) But anyway. Because, number one, the guy was still married. Number two, he was an alleged wife beater. Number three, why does he, what, what the fuck, you, you're the person, why you should continue? Not because of a fucking dude. I think it's funny that uh, she's like, you know, I want to have Travis Brown's babies, but right, right before she got with him, she's like, I want to have Fedor's babies. I'm like, how do you go from one of the greatest heavyweights, if not greatest fighters in the world, to... Travis Brown. Well, yesterday she said, I want to have CB Gold's babies. So she really felt uh, I want to have CM Punk's babies. <laughs> I've seen the front of that Sports Illustrated issue. No, really? Uh, Why? I uh, yeah. By the way, right CB Gold, if you don't know, guys, has a beautiful girlfriend. Uh, she's blonde hair. She's, 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 she's sweet. She's got a good little body. So all you guys out there, He's quit your jobs. Get autographs and, and, and fucking hang out at hotels, okay? <laughs> she did and the graph life with and me. And watch MMA all day long. Get tattoos. Get 75,000 tattoos <laughs> and, 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 and have serial killer eyes. And you too, okay? <laughs> you too can get a hot chick. Right, CB? Hey. All right. I tried for, thir- I tried for 30 <laughs> years and I finally pulled one off. Nice work, And man. Uh, she met my folks this weekend, too. Really? Yeah. Were they, hey. were, 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 my, did they like her? My mom loved her. My dad liked her, which is shocking because he's a very, very tough judge of character. What about your More dogs? More importantly, she's the still dogs, behind you on the couch over she here. She met is... the dogs. The dogs liked her? Oh, man. They were playing with her and, and pawing at her. I, my, See, my doll's the deal breaker. If your dog doesn't like whoever you're uh, yeah. dating, they got to go. I'm telling you right ro- now, your dog has intuitive in. sense yeah. more than you do. If your dog, if you bring somebody home, guys, girls, whoever's listening, and your dog is like, or your dog disappears in the next room, that relationship will not last. Wow. I, I, my dog, I've he, seen it proven time and time again. I agree. I'll <laughs> a burglar come in and she'll be like, throw my toy and we're good. <laughs> Take everything in the house, yeah. throw my toy once, we're done. Although my dog, sometimes if I'm having sex, he'll, he'll go and he won't leave the room. I'm like, come on, dude, out. But he'll stand, he'll look, he'll turn around. So Free he, porn. He, he like won't watch. <laughs> like, I, he won't watch. It's like bootleg porn. But he looks to the other way. As soon as I nut, he's back on the bed. He knows, <laughs> Respect. He, he knows exactly when Respect. I'm done nutting. And then I'm like, come on, man. He's like I'm your like, college roommate. I'm like, I still have half a fucking chubby. And then <laughs> fucking next to me, it's licking he, your foot. Licking, I'm like, come on, really? <laughs> I'm just like, ah. Oh. He's like, you're done. What do you want me to do? I'm tired. He was like, nice doggy style. Tech. I'm like, all right, dude. Listen, we are going to call Frankie Edgar right now. Hello. Hey, Frankie Edgar. What's up, man? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Jean CB Gold. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing great, man. We're doing better now that you're here. Uh, now, you, I heard you're in the mountains right now. Yeah, I got the family with me. Uh, I'm still in Vegas, so I was taking a little, little uh, drive around Red Rock Canyon. Oh, that's great, man. That's that's really beautiful. Uh, by the way, man, so 
so what happened? Uh, this is what I get. So they, they called you and you had a groin pull, right? You were, you were out, you had not been practicing for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I actually tore my groin. I tore my, my adductor tendon and my groin and a couple, couple muscles there too. So, uh, you know, I've been on the shelf a little bit, you know, uh, very limited in anything I can do. So it kind of sucks. The timing was just couldn't be worse. And, you know, uh, it's a shame because I think I could have went in there and done what Nate did, uh, you know, on Saturday night as well. Now, now, did it bother you that people were saying, oh, Frankie's scared, Frankie's ducking him, Frankie this, Frankie that? People are clowns, man. People are like that. This is clowns. You know, either they're, they're man fans for, for McGregor or whatever. You know, because in July, I tried jumping in on 15 days notice, and no one said nothing. You know, but, you know, they want to kick you when you're down. That's how it works. Yeah, because I was like this. I'm like, Frankie doesn't, isn't, you could fight, he's, the guy will fight a bear. You could put 10 people in there with Frankie. I, I, I totally think you might made the right call because why, if you're not training, what's the point? Now, what did you think of uh, Conor McGregor's performance? Yeah, you know, I, kinda, I did pick Nate. Um, I kind of expected that to kind of kind of go down, man. I knew Nate could, could definitely take a shot. I knew Nate was going to be in there, uh, you know, the whole fight. Nate's got some of the best cardio in, in this game. Uh, I was a little, little, I was wondering how he would be on, on, on short, such short notice, but Nate says, you know, he's always in the gym kind of like myself. So, you know, he was ready. Now, do you th- do you think they're going to give you the the uh, the, the uh, next fight against Connor? Now, I'm, I'm just saying yes. It's going to come. I'm, I'm going to keep it positive, and, and I'm going to get it, man. UFC 200 and Connor. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, I, I think you totally deserve it. Now, some of those some of those punches though that he lands on people, it seems like Nate's a bigger guy. He's allowed to take it. You think you can walk through some of those punches as well? You know, that's like another thing, man. I'm hearing people say, "Oh, he's a bigger guy. He went up two weight classes." He didn't go up two-week classes. He fought a 55-pounder, and they both decided not to cut down to 55. That's really what it was. And people were, like, saying, oh, he, you know, Nate's bigger. He comes down to 45, he's going to knock you out. People seem to forget I was the champion of 55-pound division. I fought guys bigger than Connor and was able to handle their punches. So, yeah, I'm confident I'm going there and, and, uh, and handle, handle whatever Connor could draw on me. You got uh, Bobby Jenkins just showed up. By the way, we have Frankie Edgar on the phone. Oh, nice, uh, the champ, Frankie. He, Frankie well, is congrats. the. Congrats on that dub. Thanks, my man. I appreciate. it. I'm trying to get to your level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, do you think Connor quit as soon as he faced any kind of diversity? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, we've seen this. We've seen this before, Connor. You know, before the UFC, I hear uh, you know he's not too, uh, not too, not too savvy when it comes to the submission game and. You know, I, I know that that choke was locked down, but I don't think he uh, he kind of he didn't give a chance for it to, to settle in. He, as soon as it got locked on, he he uh, started tapping right away. Now, what bothered me about Connor was that he was you know, talking all this smack about, you know, Nate, you're broke, you're poor, you're not as rich as me. You know, don't I'm going to make you dance. You know, you know, you know, you should work at Starbucks. All this shit he was saying. And, and then that really kind of takes a per. I take that personally, a guy who is broke and and also not rich, because I'm like, the fuck? Why, why are you better than him? Because you have more money. You're also a big fish in a small pond. If you were from New Jersey or or, or Wisconsin, you know, you wouldn't have a whole country supporting you. Uh, and it, it's sort of like rather than kind of be gracious, grateful and gracious, he really shit on all these fighters who were who came before him and even now who are who are kind of struggling. Yeah, I agree, man. You know, that was uh, I think Nate kind of won one for the for the fighters in general. You know, Connor's coming in, and, and granted, Connor does a great job promoting himself and putting himself in position and he's in to pull in the numbers he does. But I mean, there's guys like Nate. He's been working at this for a long time. I mean, we've been in the UFC for for ten years now. You know, I mean, 
you got to give him credit where it's due. Frankie, do you feel the need? I heard when uh, Connor, when you were on Fox and uh, Connor had was talking to Ariel and uh, Hawani and he had said, hey, you know, I'm tired of all the noise and chatter. Do you feel that you have to add that hype in to, like, call people out and get the fights you want in order to bend Dana's ear and, and really get a shot? Hey, I know, you know, I know Connor, you're not really a shit talker, but. Yeah. And Connor, Connor laid, laid his print down, you know. I mean, you're seeing in the press conference. Everyone's, got, everyone's talking now. And, and this is what people want. You got to give what they want. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and be. So you feel you kind of have to jump in the game. Yeah, you, I mean, you got, you got to, you got to, if you want something, you got, you got to, you got to make it known. You know, squeaky wheel gets the oil. All right, and, start squeaking. You know, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to let people know what I want. Right. I mean, that's the thing about about you know. Uh, I'm, 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 I definitely have your back, and I, I you know, you've you've earned it, and it, it just the whole thing with Connor is, I, you know. It just kind of pissed me off. Even when he's talked about, oh, you're teaching kids jujitsu classes. I'm like, yeah, that's a good thing. You, you know, the, the fact that you're giving back to a sport that has helped you. And I just feel like there's this arrogance and this ungratefulness of, of him. I know, I know he was kind of humble in defeat. But at the same time, imagine he would have won. It would have been – forget no, I, about it. You, you, you know, he always says he's a martial artist, man. But what's, the, what's one of the most important things in martial arts about respect and, and giving back and – and you got a guy like Nate, who, who's a, who's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, who's been doing this forever. And yeah, he does teach kids. He does give back. And I mean, I, he, how could you clown someone for that? That that really, I mean, from from a wrestling coach, that fucking infuriated me. I was like, man, I, I real, I was going crazy when Nate won. I was so fucking happy. Uh, I know, Bubba, you said that you're going to teach a course on rear naked choke defense. Yeah, I think that um, you know the the champions from this past sweeping. Probably could use a little help with uh, the rear naked defense. So I'll be teaching one on Tuesday from two o'clock to two o six, which is it's been about you know take about five minutes. You know, right. I'll, I'll talk to them for a minute and a half, and you know go over the simplistic things you need to do. But no, nah, I think um I think you guys are right about you know him having to have respect because that's a that goes a long way in sports in general. But we forget that you know he 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 also is creating a character you know there's some people like Lawrence Fishburne my wife can't stand Lawrence Fishburne because of who he was when he played in the role Ike in Tina Turner you know she thinks she thinks she thinks that he's Ike you know whenever she sees Lawrence Fishburne that's Ike to her you know so she can't stand him as a person I mean she she understands that that was his role but he played that movie in that role so well that even off screen you believe in who he is yeah so a lot of times you guys you got to remember that I keep telling you guys this it's more it's more entertainment than it is a sport yes there is a sport yes there's a competitive aspect to it but the people who are making the most money are the people who are becoming more of entertainers and he's playing a role that you're either going to love or you're going to hate you're either going to get it tatted or you're going to despise him for it so i mean there's a thin line between the respect that you need and you should have and the respect that you're yeah going but he to also wanted ten thousand dollars to pick up an mma award when he was across the street you know it's like that kind of shit is like come on dude it's part, of, it's part of his persona. You got to live that role, whether you're, you know, in cage or not in the cage. Yeah, I hear you. I that just, rumor I just, alone, you got, you got, you got to live with that too. You know, sometimes yeah. you step over that line. And now, Absolutely. Now, when when you lose, people are going to really step on him because of the way he acts. Now, now, Frankie, they were talking about possibly if Connor stays at 155, doing an interim belt with uh, or with you and Max Holloway fighting for an interim championship. Does that not get you as excited as Conor McGregor? Is there a danger in that? 
Uh, you know, I, I, I got to fight, man. I want the belt first and foremost. You know, and being a rebellion ain't a belt. <laughs> Let's be real. It's just, that's just, you're just fighting for number one contender at that point, you know. Connor's got to come down to send the belt. I, I don't know how he's still up, way quick, lose, still not come down to send that belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, now, what, is your, what, 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 is, what does your wife think of Connor? Uh, you know, hey, she, she, she kind of keeps it out of the MMA as much as she can, but, yeah. You know, <laughs> she, uh, she takes it, uh, takes it as it is, you know what I mean? It's me. Hey, look, Connor, Connor has also helped us out, too, as the fighters as a whole. I mean, my division is probably the most talked about division in the UFC right now because of Connor. I realize that. I'll admit that. Uh, it brought a lot of attention to myself, so I can't hate him, you know, for that. But your wife is smoking hot, but she's also a loud New Jersey girl. I, mean, I know she's like, you better beat that little fucking leprechaun. No, she's not saying that to you? <laughs> when fight night, I'm sure it'll go down like that. Nice, nice. That's awesome. So, well, listen, I, I know, I know you're, you're, you're with the kids. You're, you're, you got the whole family. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show, man. Uh, I cannot be, it, a, man. cannot be a bigger fan. So thanks, thanks, Frankie. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you, guys. And uh, I'd love to come on again soon. Absolutely. Take care. That was Frankie Edgar. Did you explain already why you have a hoarse voice? It's just from screaming at the, at the, in Vegas. I'm screaming at your fight. <laughs> screaming at the Nate Diaz fight. Screaming uh, all weekend. I, it's, huh? not, it's longer the Conor McGregor fight. It's the Nate Diaz fight. Just so you know. <laughs> He's so mad. My man changes his appearance. He changed his haircut. Yeah. He, CB now has blonde hair. He's he uh, not trying to be found. I understand. <laughs> I understand, CJ. Dude, people were asking me on Twitter if I was crying and I ripped down my shrine. You know what? Which isn't even shrine. ugly. Somebody asked me if I committed suicide. You know what? How I, would you respond to it? I did. did think about you. And when he when he was getting choked out, I was like, damn, CB probably is hurt right now. I, were you, were you, you, know, were you reenacting public, the choke? But... Were you choking yourself as he was getting choked? Or no? No. We're going out together, bro. <laughs> Honestly, I'll tell you right now. Hey, CB's ride or die. This, this is what happened. So I had my girl with me. I had two friends come over for the fight. It ended. I was screaming at the fucking TV the whole time. Whole time. I'm surprised nobody heard me. But well, He didn't hear you. When it happened. Go on. I was just like, kind of expecting it after he gassed in a second. Yeah. I walked in my room. I took my Connor shirt off, threw it on the bed, put a different shirt. I actually put a cyborg shirt on because that was the first one I saw. And uh, the from the decision yeah, on, you it jumped was, that ship real quick. It was twenty minutes of just dead silence with wow. me staring at the fucking. Because clock. it was a roller coaster, though. Because in the first round, you're like, "Fuck yeah, Connor's the man. He's just shit. He's whooping he his ass. He's up a weight." He looked pretty good. good. He looked pretty good. He almost good, but he had a wheel he kick in like decent. ten seconds. That wheel kick missed every fucking time. Yeah, but I'm like, dude, it's the, the fear of it. It's a lot of times you don't throw to connect. Sometimes you just scare him. Like I will spin back, bitch the shit out your ass. Well, if you add a couple chins to that tattoo, it could be Roy Nelson. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's, that's something you could do. No, all right. Listen, uh, so looks like I, I'm getting my MMA roasted tattoo covered uh, up today. Come on, come on. <laughs> I think it's, I'll tell the fans I think right now. Out. It, listen, it, it, I'm getting another Connor tattoo today. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I was said. It? I said when he got it the first time. I said you're gonna have to ride that horse. <laughs> when lose a draw, you don't think you jump off. You just—it's like you know your, your team loses the Super Bowl. You're pissed. You're angry. You take the shirt. You throw it out. But I mean, you're gonna put it back on. You're not so burning it. I'm not. I'm not against Connor. Just, I'm still one of. Are you gonna get a next, yeah, the new one next to your Sage Northcutt tattoo but... or no? You don't have a Sage Northcutt well, tattoo. I, get, I should get a Sage and a CM Punk like right next to each other. Get their faces kissing each other. Some shit like that. I did like. um 
um, Connor's interview afterwards, though. A lot of people gained the respect for him. And, and, yeah. you know. It's because he couldn't talk because he was choked out. He was yeah. humble in victory and defeat. But yeah. he said it. He said what a lot of men think but can't express. You know, a, a lot of guys, when they lose, they don't know how to express that in a mature yeah. way of saying, I'm going to take this shit on the chin and I'll be back. But mm. because of all the noise that generated That's why I love him. before, yeah, before because of all the noise, he has to, you know, he has to say he has to talk as much then as he did before, and I think he did. So, Bubba, let's talk about you, man. <sighs> so, congrats yeah. on the big win. Well, you know, I, I be trying. I you be won trying. me some money. You were three to one underdog. I don't know why. Uh, I, I, I saw, I saw, I saw in the morning, my boy hit me up. He's like, yo, you're such a big underdog. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to put some money on you. And then he called me, I, I think he, he, saw, he did that at, at weigh-ins. And then he called me in the morning of the fight. He was like, yo, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, yo, these numbers are getting, <laughs> these numbers are getting close. Did something happen to you? And I'm like, nah, man, I'm, I'm feeling great. I was, I was prime and ready to go. Why are you such a big underdog? Morning. You tell me, man. Cause okay. I'm black. Because I'm black. I was hoping you wouldn't say that. I'm throwing the card out there. It's because yeah. I'm black. Yeah, but it's February. I would think. Oh, because maybe it's March. Now. It was March. It, oh, yeah, it yeah. had passed. You know. Right. They were they were over the whole movement. So, that first round, you yeah. scared me. That first round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he had your back. Were you like? Were you worried? I just didn't want to go to the mat. I knew I was okay if I stood up. You know, and I and I fought fight one hand. I knew as soon as he took my back that he was going to win that round. Um, I, I didn't want to panic and try to like, oh, I got to get him off my back and shake him off and then find myself in, from the firing pan into the fire. So I just wanted to stay calm, which I did. And, you know, he was trying to loosen me up and, and get my neck. But, you know, that that rear naked choke defense is, is solid. Son. Yeah. Well, you did better than home. <laughs> I did, did better than, than everybody. You tried to shake it off and I just did. cinched it in. For a whole four minutes, I was fighting a rear naked choke. I was but worried. I there was, was one really... that was uh, had pretty good pressure on my chin, but he never got under my chin. He, he, he did tried you ever to... get lightheaded? Mm-mm. No, not at all. No, he didn't have a, a juggler or anything to make me lightheaded. Yeah, he like really it was didn't. More neck crank than anything. Yeah, it was. It was like a chin, a neck chin crank, crank kind of thing. You know, he turned me a little bit, and he was squeezing on my waist. But I knew that you know, me carrying his weight, I had to get against the fence. So I, I tried to loosen that up, and then he he was squeezing on my legs, and I knew that with him squeezing the entire time, his legs would probably be tired. But you know, him being a jiu-jitsu was he better guy, than you thought he was going to be? No, he was worse than I thought he was going to be. Now, now, this, now, in between rounds, right? What does the corner tell you? In the first, like you lost the first? Yeah, um, but they didn't have to tell me that, even though they did. <laughs> they were like, "All right, look, I think that one was a ten to nine. Somebody, one of the judges, gave me the round, and all these people online were pissed about it. Listen, Th- that was a little weird. It was a little weird. But listen, when a motherfucker give you some cool points, don't be mad when I accept them. Okay? <laughs> when, when you Bubba J, and every now and then they gave you some cool points, and you know what, you stay pretty cool in that round. I'm gonna right. go ahead and give you that one. Then. I, I got to accept it. I can't be like, oh, what kind of judge? Because I, I fought in the back. same. Yeah, right. I fought in the same arena that I fought in last time where a judge gave the other fighter the fight. Yeah. And I thought it was a three round slacking. So when some good come around, don't y'all motherfuckers be chirping on Twitter and shit because guys be looking at me like I, you know, right. well, it, also ain't, it ain't my like- fault. It calls into like the whole submission attempts versus submission defense type thing. Right. You didn't get submitted, so yeah. Right. yeah, he was on your back, but potentially no, you don't get points for for submission defense. But that's that's always something that's discussed. 
of whether mm-hmm. the submission attempt, if they're if they're on bottom and throwing up arm bars. Because technically he went for a ton of some, even in the second and third, he went for a ton of submissions. Yeah. And I fought him off. I, I, I landed some ground and pound, but some people can even say, man, he was trying to finish the fight. He had so many attempts that right. that could have made the round closer now, the than the second round, mm-hmm. you had that beautiful kick to a double. I love that thing you're doing. It's You're really doing a great job combining. I'm trying to mix it, it up. Man. Mixing it up. I, so, I, I was definitely comfortable. And my corner talked to me afterwards as saying, you know, why? I mean, you you were winning the stand up battle, so to speak. I mean, we we didn't have much of a, a, a conversation with our hands, but you know, the little text message that we did send to each other, I was winning those, and um, I, I caught him with a cross knee to a kick. I mean, he kicked, he tried to kick the body, and I took my front leg and I brought it all the way across and kneed it, and which slowed him down as far as kicks because I know that he's got some really powerful right leg kicks. So I just try to be comfortable, try to mix it up, but I knew I wanted to get to that wrestling part of things because I did not. Want to to be what the first round was, and if I'm going to go out on my sword, it's going to be has it's going to have some wrestling involved with it. So okay, now the third round, um, which is uh, which is a, another close round. I mean, you got the double leg, you dominated it. He almost hit that arm bar. Yeah, no, that arm bar was tight, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he Did got he have me it fully stretched. He had he had a for like a split second where I could uh, I lost. I had both hands on my hand uh, on the lock, and then as I began to posture up just a little bit to see if it would loosen up, I lost my lock. With, you know, my fingers got unlocked, and he had it, and then I relocked. But it was like for a split second. I, but I was stronger than him, so I I think that I could have powered out of it. But once I got comfortable with being there, I decided. You know what? I'm just gonna go back in there and, and beat him up a little bit. So, but it was deep. down nice. You had him smash down really nice. He, he I, I, looked I like he it. was like he was crunched up. up. Yeah, yeah. He was were you thinking about tapping at all? Hell no, <laughs> not at all. I mean, the guy has no. your arm torqued. Like you know, no. that your but arm... it was only for like a split second. Like it, it wasn't long enough for even me to think about it. It was just short enough for me to say, "Oh, that was close," you know. But it wasn't like, "Oh my god, I got," you know, because the first thing I'm gonna do is figure out which way I can turn my elbow. Then once I can't turn my elbow, then I'm gonna try to figure out how I can power through it. Once I can't power through it, then I'm gonna try to figure out if I can hit him or not. Were you thinking about picking him up and just slamming him on his head? Yes, but I know that with really good jujitsu guys, sometimes the force of coming down actually tightens it up. Yes, it looks pretty. Yes, you're like, okay, if I slam him and he goes limp, then I'm good. But if he doesn't go limp, I have just now forced myself deeper inside. So I didn't want to hit the rampage because, you know, I know how good of a jiu-jitsu guy that guy was. How sore was your arm after the fight? I'm I'm sore as hell right now. Really? I, I feel like a rug on a school bus. Anything pulled? No, um, my left elbow was swollen from a, from a kick that I checked. I didn't check it the greatest, and he, he had a pretty good kick. But now we now we know that no you. Uh, but where was the MMA roasted shout out in the in the post fight? Yeah, so I wanted to speak about that. How much time do you think they give us up there to talk? Uh, Five seconds. Shout out to MMA roasted. That's uh, that's four seconds. Okay, go on. Okay, so in that four seconds, I have to get. The tip of fighter shout out, which which twice. Which, yeah. which which I did, yeah, not twice. Okay. I said that one. It was one soliloquy. Okay. Then I obviously have to give honor to God. That's right. that's first. Okay. And I mean, then, it's debatable whether or not we should have been above that. But okay, go on. Shit. All right. Deba- debatable to your ass, not <laughs> right. to me. Okay. Not only that, um, then I have to answer his question before they think that I'm talking too much or they get I get cut off. Right. And the one thing that you don't want to do in an interview on TV is start to get cut off because you're talking too much. Yeah. So, but I did have you on my balls. <laughs> 
which was... We did. Which, by the way, was not my Literally hand for had. everyone that asked me on Twitter. That I, is not my hand. I did have that, you that on my CB's nuts. Hand. CB's Fuck hand you. is on Baba's nuts, by the way. So everyone who's like, where's the shout out? I got this dude on my balls. What do you mean that? Where's the shout out? I'm, I'm, I'm rocking the shout out on my nuts. Okay, all right. So, so well, next And fight, everyone got to see it. Next fight, will we get a shout out? Yeah, I'll, I'll work on that. Now, who do you want to fight next? I mean, the champ, of course. Uh, the, but, Strauss. Yeah, I, I mean, Daniel Strauss. Whoever, Bubba Jenkins is calling whoever, you out right now. Whoever, whoever's got the belt is who I want to fight next. But uh, I don't know how it's going to go. I know I did my job. You know, I, some people can say that it was boring. What was but, he ranked? Fuck those people. Okay, you <laughs> yeah. did your job. That's exactly correct. That's right. You did your job. Win. You got the win. Just you, win, baby. Win. Now, now your Bellator contract is it up? No, one more fight left. One more fight. Yeah. And, and who? So, what? So, now, what do you rank now? Bellator. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I think Coyote was ranked number three. So you're number three. I mean, I'm going to replace him. Probably. Who's number one? I think Weichel. Weichel two is who? Strauss. Who's the champ? No, champ Strauss. Strauss. Strauss you don't, champ. You don't rank the champ. Oh, champ. Oh, you don't rank that. It's okay. So the champ's the champ. Champ's the champ. Weichel then who? I think it'd probably be um, Curran. Maybe or Pitbull. Pitbull. One of those guys. So who are we calling out? But I know Curran declined to fight me because we were supposed to fight Curran in Italy. Stevie, who, 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 uh, should, who should Baba call out? Well, I was thinking uh, the winner of Curran Karkanyan. Yeah. Because either you get that Curran fight after this or you get to get revenge on Yeah, I on think that's right. I think uh, as, a, as a Bellator organization, they probably wouldn't want to set that up. That would be the ideal. But being that Curran already declined that fight, you know what I'm saying? If Curran wins, then we're back to square one. If you fight Karkanyan, you- though, no doubles. All right, I'm I'm gonna change my complete strategy. I would I, think I would he's still, got it now, where he's not gonna do the yeah same the same kind of double. double. And I mean, I made I I made that mistake twice. Not only that, I got out of the first one and got shitted on in, in the second and a half one. Right, right, <laughs> so, right. I mean, I would obviously do a different strategy. What 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 Brainiac would do the same thing to get the same result. You know what <laughs> I mean? But you know. I'm I'm excited about where I am. You know, I'm I'm healthy right now. I'm aggressive. I I went to practice this morning just to move around, get my body moving. Nothing nothing too serious. I was so proud of you, man. I, I I'm so proud up, of you. I'm We're so going. happy, dude. We're headed. By the, the way, right since direction. Bubba has been on the podcast, before the podcast, oh and one. Okay, since the podcast, three and zero, oh, motherfuckers. Okay, <laughs> three and zero oh, since the MMA roasted podcast. All right, That's just right. so you know. That, all you fighters out there that say we have a jinx. No, we, have, we don't have a jinx. We have a jinx. Okay? We have a Bubba jinx. Bubba jinx. We, we have, we, it's the MMA Rose to jinx. Okay? That's right. No jinx. Jinx. We're doing this. Should I say Cheskelly or not? What? He, no, but he didn't. He didn't uh, I'm talking about co-host. Oh, well, yeah. It's Bubba J. You don't bet against Bubba J. No, no, right. no, of course not. Uh, That's right. Now, and if you do. And, and Curran was with Skelly, yeah. by the way, at uh, – the UFC. So I spoke to Pat very briefly about his fight with Karakhan, and he's he's ready to go. Okay, but I could see why he don't want to fight you. Yeah, it's not a good matchup for him because I'm not going to sit there and you're a bad matchup. Only, you're a bad matchup for anyone. Everyone. For now, by the way, them. I was saying for all of them. Caldwell looks like a world beater right now. Looks now, great. Now I, I think that Caldwell might be the best 135 pound on the, in the planet. What it do you think? Um, he's got the right mindset. He's got the right athletic ability. Um, he's doing the right things inside and outside of camps. So, um, Caldwell versus Cruz, who wins? Man, I think Cruz only on he's pretty athletic himself, and he's got some really good experience. He's been there with all of them. He's a decent wrestler. You know, Caldwell's going to try to wrestle him to death, but I think that he's got enough experience to get out of those holes. But a year from now, 
Yeah, I'm gonna right. That's Carl what I said. At first, I said he needs another year. Carl doesn't even have ten fights yet. Yeah, he, but he's he's looking. He's becoming like that next generation. You and him, man. You and him. Well, Bubba. It was only a matter of time. Everybody knows that once a wrestler gets understanding of MMA, it's a wrap. That's it. You, there is no other question about it. There's not a boxer who can understand MMA and get to that point. There's not a jiu-jitsu guy who can understand MMA and get to that point. Once a wrestler understands MMA and gets to that point, it's downhill for everybody Can anyone defend else. your double leg? No. No one can stop the double. Nobody? No one can stop the double. Not even Jordan Burroughs? We're talking about MMA? You know, just in general. I don't Bring them. You hear that? Jordan Burroughs, Bubba Jenkins is calling you out. Bring them. Now, you beat Jordan Burroughs, right? Yeah. You beat him in college, right? I did. What was the score? 5-2. 5-2. He didn't stop the double. We're talking to a guy who beat Jordan Burroughs, who is the number one. I think he's going to win the gold this year, right? What do you think? Oh, he's definitely going to win. He's the best wrestler on the planet. On the planet. And he has and been for the last props. couple of years. And you beat him. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. It's he's crazy. the best wrestler on the planet. Hands down. He's 10 points about Better than the next guy. Better than Aaron Pico? <laughs> Who the fuck is that? By the way, that's I asked... The new, that's the new... By, by the uh, way, I, I asked, ben, I asked ben, ben Askren... I don't know I, who By is. the way, I asked Ben Askren... Uh, <laughs> I don't know who Aaron Pico is. I asked Ben Askren <laughs> if um, What's-His-Name had an easy road to the gold, Henry Cejudo, and that you said it, and he said that that's ridiculous, and that he didn't have an easy road. Well, we, we, disagree, we agree to disagree. Okay, so you think Henry Cejudo had an easy road to the gold medal? It, it wasn't like the road of everyone else. It just, I mean, we can keep talking about it and harping <laughs> on it, but I just think that, you know, it was a weak year for the weight class. A weak year. So you think like anyone could win the gold medal? No. No, I'm kidding. I'm just no. joking. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Aaron Pico's the, the Bellator signing no, they picked up. Yeah, he's, he's at an AKA now. I don't, I don't know who that is. Is he AKA now? No. Yeah. I really? Mean, he's with AKA. I don't know who Aaron Pico is. Oh, wow. Yeah, they picked him up as soon as he was. Maybe they with should. Maybe they should. Maybe they should let me fight him, and then maybe I'll know who he is. I don't wow. even know if he's one forty-five though. I think he might be one thirty-five. I don't know who that is. So who wins, Connor <laughs> at fifty-five, Connor or Dos Anjos? Who wins? Dos Anjos would be Connor. Uh, Ferguson or Connor? With the type of Fer- fighter Ferguson is, is is like a, a hyper version of, of Diaz. <laughs> So Ferguson beats Connor? I think Ferguson beats Connor. Khabib, Connor. Khabib. Smashes Connor. I wouldn't say smashes. But beats him. Beats so those three. All right, at 145, Frankie Edgar versus Connor. It's closer. I say Frankie wins. And you? I hope he doesn't get Frankie. I hope he gets all though. I'm just I, I'm closer. I'm worried about that people saw, you know. The reach. They can take I mean, down. that left hand is serious. Connor's left hand. It's serious. It's serious. And I know that. Frankie's been hit often, you know, so if he can stay out of getting lumped up. But he, even when Frankie's unconscious, he's he's consciously a beast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's That's a, a good monster. Statement. He's a monster when he's, you know, been so hit So Sage Northcutt versus Connor. Who wins? Stop it. <laughs> Connor beats the hell out of Sage. By the way, uh, I want to. You, know, you know Connor's dream fight? Who's that? You didn't hear it in the, at the presser? No. Himself, Said, right? Yeah, himself. By the way, I want to thank our sponsor, Decipher. Decipher. Listen, people, fighters, uh, Decipher has raised the bar for management professional sports. The firm represents fighters, system with contract negotiations, public relations, managing your fan base, and obtaining sponsorship. Everything you need taken care of while training for your next fight. And they provide next level comprehensive management and support and also allow you to keep more money. Yo, uh, I want to thank Decipher as well because um, they helped me through some breathing techniques. 
And anytime that I, during the day where I was starting to get adrenaline and starting to think about wanting to fight and before the fight, I worked on my breathing techniques. Man, I was really calm and collected the entire walkout. You know, that's usually when you get most nervous. Most yeah. fighters won't tell you this, but you get most nervous when you're about to walk out, when they bang on that door and you're like, hey, you're next. You know, you're like, oh, shit, it's going down. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's when I started thinking about my breathing. Decipher had helped me with some some pointers, some some strategies. Man, they were really good for me. So that's awesome. Got a shout out to Cypher for yeah, that Yeah, thank you, Daniel and Decipher. Also, tip a fighter, okay? Fighters are underpaid. Ridiculous underpaid. Bubba, how'd you do it this week? Tip a fighter. I did great. And I'm still doing great because people are still competing for the um, the tip of fighter race that I got going. Oh, nice. I well, got, I, I, I got well, a signed hat coming out. I mean, a signed hat that I'm going to give. Um, the fight night shorts that I'm going to give away. And um, some some uh, Garden of Life products. Nice. So, wait, that cool-ass hat you wear? No, not that hat. <laughs> oh, no. another signed no, hat. Yeah, a, a signed cage fighter hat. A signed cage fighter hat. Nobody's oh. getting my hat. Okay, now... Uh, we know you hadn't had sex in 60 days for the fight. Things are back to normal. All right. So that night. <laughs> There's another two kids on the way. <laughs> so in Oklahoma, did you just smash? No, not in Oklahoma because my son was all amped up. He didn't go to sleep till late. And Antonio McKee, my, my partner, he's in, he's always in my room. You have to share you have a roommate? Yeah. What is this? They don't get two rooms? I'm going to stay humble until I become the champ. Okay. Or at least say Mexican. Now, 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 do now, it however we gotta do it until I become now, the champ. So now, when you got home though, back to LA, things are back to normal. Okay, your wife's out there. You just know the whole play ride. When I get back, it's go time, right? Oh, we know. Did we do? And now, did you? How how long did you last that first time? Um, yeah, about as long as. Connor did in the choke. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was real quick. Cool. It was a quick tap. It was a quick tap. All right. Yeah. So, so eight seconds. So then, <laughs> did then, that one hurt, CV? <laughs> CV did not laugh on that one. <laughs> but, but then, but then after, after that, round two? Yeah, I was, yeah. Was uh, there a round three? Yep. It was round four. Um, can't remember. All right. <laughs> Good work. All right. Listen, we are going to call it. kind of blended together. <laughs> we are going to call a guy who was uh, fighting for the heavyweight championship belt next. Uh, Steve Amiochik, I was going to say, but that, that precedes our, uh, that ends our uh, Periscope section. But uh, we are going to call Steve Bay right now. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, you guys rule. Hello. Hello, this is Steve Amiochik. Yes. Hey, how's it going? It's Adam Hunter, Bubba Jenkins, CB Gold, and John on the, on the MMA Roaster podcast. Hola. So I'm here with Steve Amiochik, who is one of my favorite people. This dude right here is a role model and a half. He's a fireman, an EMT worker, and a heavyweight fighter who's fighting for the belt. Tough ag- as shit. Against Verdum. Uh, Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Now, are they, are they letting you off work for this? Oh, no, I'm actually going to work tonight. So you're still working while training to fight Verdum? Of course. I love work, man. I love being a fireman. I love uh, paramedic. I love helping people. It's fun. That's awesome. That's, I mean, that's so respectable. Uh, now, you were supposed to fight him against Kane. Kane dropped out. They called you. You had like a week notice. But then Verdum kind of canceled, right? What, what happened there? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, Dana called me and said, hey, you want to fight? I'm like, for sure. And then I took the fight. And it was no less than 20 hours. Verdum uh, pulled out. And, uh, you know, I just uh, didn't know what happened. I mean, literally, it was, like, it was like the biggest high and then the biggest low of my life. <laughs> Damn. Now, I mean, when you say biggest low, I mean, were you like, did you do, did you go out and get like drunk afterwards and just like drink yourself to sleep or? 
No, God, no, no, no. I was, uh, I came to train, and then, uh, you know, I was training, and John Blanche was helping me. Where you get ready for his fight, and then uh, I got like really sick. I think because my I was just so like just beat down. You know, I just it was such a crash, and I think my immune system couldn't take it. I don't know, but I was like, I got really sick for like a day and a half, just like you know, the shakes and everything. And then uh, I was good, but it was just you know, sucked. Yeah, I could only imagine. But then when you found out that you're fighting him in Brazil, now are you back to, you know, on on, on uh, cloud nine? Oh yeah, of course. You know, I mean, I, so I've been working for since day one, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. So I, you know, I was like signed up for. Man, I'm ready for this shit. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm gonna be fun fighting in front of forty thousand, forty five thousand people. Wow, that's crazy. Now, how now are you getting there a, a week before, two weeks before? How are you gonna adjust to the whole time change and the whole? Brazilian scene. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go. Uh, I'll probably get there like you know a few days prior to supposed to. I'll get there like next Friday before the fight, so about a week and a half, maybe a little over a week and a half. Yeah, now, gotcha. Now, are you nervous? I mean, have you ever fought in that kind of condition where the whole country's gonna be rooting against you? Oh yeah, I fought when I fought Fabio Maldonado in Brazil. That was you know a good time. Right. Uh, a bunch of ten thousand Portuguese, you know, I speak Brazilian speaking Portuguese, telling me that I was gonna die. <laughs> That's that's insane. By the way, do you still have that? I remember last time you came to the show, you had that nice girlfriend. Is that the same girl? Yes, we're we're actually getting married uh, June eighteenth. Congratulations! Yeah, right. I mean, hey, freaking good guys do actually get hot chicks. No, she was smoking hot. Uh, I'm, I, I, right. uh, Jesus, you guys sat in the front. I like her. She seemed like a really cool chick too. She laughed at all my dirty jokes. So I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made her. I tried not to embarrass me. Oh, thank you, man. Thank thank you for doing that. <laughs> Now uh, you just coming off a win over Arlovsky, where you just, you just, you. I mean, did you know like once you lay hands on Arlovsky that he was, was going to go down? You know, no. I mean, he, I mean, the dude, you know, one of the, one of the best fighters in the world still. You know, he uh, <clears throat> had a you know a good a win six eight, a six five win streak. You know, he's got a great hand. You know, moves well. He's strong. You know, I just you know, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I thought it was going to be a three round war. He's a tough dude, and uh, you know, I come with a good right hand. And uh, you know, that was all she wrote. Yeah, and then your Mark Hunt fight, I mean, you destroyed Mark Hunt. Weren't you looking at the ref at one point and, like, you're like, hey, how long are you going to let this happen? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just didn't, you know, he, he, it was Mark, man. He's just, that dude's an animal, dude. He, you got to watch out for him. I mean, no matter how, how tired he is or what part of the fight it is, that guy can still get you with the one-hitter quitter and walk away. Yeah, I mean, those are some brutal beatdowns. The only guys that have really given you trouble – uh, was with Stefan Struve, which was a long time ago, uh, where you kind of just got yeah. caught, and then Dos Santos, which I thought you got robbed in that fight. Uh, yeah. I thought you yeah, won that yeah. fight. Yeah, I mean, listen, it is what it is. You can't really go to the judges, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, super tough dude. You know, I just, uh, you know, uh, it was kind of a. I thought I got won a lot of people's hearts that night. <laughs> so that I do belong in, in that division. And, uh, no, it wasn't my night. You know, it, you know, the judge gave it to him, and you know, no matter what, uh, just got back in the gym late, you know. The two weeks after that, and got back after he's going to get better. That was that was a crazy fight. Um, now against Verdum, you know he has high level grappling that obviously is going to be hard to you know for anybody to fight. Uh, who are you bringing in with who has that type of experience that you're going to work on submission defense with? Uh, you know I, that's actually where I'm, I'm here actually at the gym right now. We're talking about it right now as we speak. Uh, we uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna probably find people in the next couple of days and you know bring them out. And hopefully uh, we find tough guys. You know that are good for doing, which we will. Right. I mean, is there anybody in particular that you're, that you're looking at? No, no, no. We're just uh, you know just kind of shopping around. Hopefully someone you know someone will come. <laughs> right. Now, are you gonna do everything you can to keep this on the, on the uh, feet? 
No, man, listen, whoever goes, it goes, listen to me. I know he's got a great jiu-jitsu, but, you know, it's hard to do submission when you get punched in the face. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, listen, whoever goes, it goes, I'll be comfortable. You know, I, I mean, he, he's good on the ground. I know that. You know, he's a black belt. But, I mean, I'm pretty good on the ground, too. And, you know, I, I'll be comfortable wherever it goes. Now, you're a guy who you wrestled in high school. Uh, you wrestled in college and played baseball in college. You were two, I mean, which is hard to do one thing. You were a two-sport athlete in college. Then you were a Golden Glove boxer. Now you're a fireman and an EMT worker while being a fighter. Like, were, were you Hitler in your last life and you got to make up for it now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> why, are you, why are you doing so many great things? What, what is this? What are you hiding? Oh, David, the, the, I just, uh, no, they're not hiding anything. Man. I, gotta, I, gotta, I got a mom that's, you know, put some holes uh, in my life and make sure I do everything right and, you know, work hard on everything I do and, uh, you know, I just want to make her proud. So are you doing all this to make your mom proud? Of course. Wow, you must have some mom. That's ins- yeah. see, I don't have a mom, so that's why I'm where I am. So I'm I'm totally blaming you for my failure. Because, but that that's amazing. You're doing all this stuff to make your mom proud. You must have your mom should get the belt because. Uh, oh yeah, no, my mom, my mom, my mom's done a lot for me. You know, you know, I was with her. You know, I was a mama's boy. You know, just me and her, and uh, she's done a lot for me. You know, and it's not just her, but too, it's me too. You know, for me, I, I love doing things. You know, showing I can do stuff. But, you know, a lot of it, you know, she she put a lot of things in my head, you know, hard work, you know, you know, you get far in life and, you know, she's a hard worker and I, you know, so I love about her. That's really cool. Now, uh, is she still with your dad or they got divorced? No, no, yeah, there's one. So, yeah, just me and her, you know, my dad's back in the old country and all that. But, uh, oh, your dad's, yeah, in, you know, your dad's in Croatia? No, he's in Austria, actually. Austria, Austria. Yeah. Ah, so that's where the anger comes from. The anger comes from not having a dad, and then you got to make up for it trying to help out your mom. I'm trying to figure out what the hell motivates you, because uh, you, you really know, are. Man, listen, my mom, my mom's, my mom's a tough, uh, tough lady. She, uh, me, my fiance, you know, call her Stone Cold Kathy, man. She, uh, she don't take no shit from no one, man. She, she's pretty hardcore. It seems like it. I mean, Jesus, she does. She's doing a great job. Now, I went to Cleveland in, uh, last summer. I'm gonna be back there in August. Uh, Jessica, I took me out. We went on the river. Uh, we hung out. I just missed you. I just missed you like an hour. You left. Uh, she was looking smoking hot, Jessica. Uh, but I was scared to make a move. Uh, any advice on how I could uh, hit that? Oh, wow. First off, that's <laughs> like my sister. All right, all right, okay. All right, okay. Not hit it, but at least at least give her a kiss. Or something. All right, okay. <laughs> at least sniff it. Not hit that. But oh, least... my God. I'm so going to tell you to tell her that. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, no, man. She's like a normal girl, man. You know, she fights, but she's a normal girl. I, I know, but I, I like I wanted to make a move, but I have a lot of respect for her. I didn't want to like blow my wad. You know, it's the kind of thing where I, I like I happen to like her a lot. So if I was kind of like if I struck out, it would have been awkward. But you know, so I, I I didn't want to make it awkward. You know, just start off like, hey, you gonna go get some, something to eat, go to dinner. I don't know. It's like usually when you meet a girl. Nice. So I should invite her. How did you pick up your girl? But I told you that we are uh, Christian Mingles. Really? No, no, oh. no. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, um, we were mutual friends for and for like seven years. She was trying to hook us up, and like either I was dating someone or she was dating someone, and then randomly, you know, we weren't we were both single, and so I, uh, you know, texted her, and it was kind of stalkerish, but I mean. I was like, hey, you want to go out sometime? And she took the bait, and look where we are now. Nice. There you go. Now, I mean, yeah. that's crazy. Now, Bubba doesn't have sex before his fights. Uh, Bubba Jenkins, by the way, you're talking. Now, do you know who Bubba Jenkins is? Yes, I do. 
Okay, well, that's, that's, that's our co-host. He has a 30-day no-sex rule. Do you have the same rule? Uh, somewhat. Nice. Two weeks. <laughs> Baba, you have any advice for Stipe? 14 days is good. Yes. You know, it, it gets you to the point where you're at that I'm, I want to kill something age. I mean, yeah. amount of time. Yeah. I think I think so I do 30 I days because it doubles it up. I it makes me, that. it's I, a I, long I, time. Yeah. I, With, I can't do 30 days. I go crazy. Yeah. Good for you. See, yeah, for you. It, it is it, it is self-discipline. It is. But like you said, you go crazy. So I'm going crazy while I'm locked in a cage with a man that just deprived me of my wife's vagina and deprived me of cutting weight and all these other good things. And now he's locked in and he's trying to knock my head off and take food from my son. So it's like, yeah, I'm going crazy. I want to be crazy. And that's why I go 30 days. Yeah, no, no, I feel you, man. Yeah, it's actually, I quit, uh, I quit dipping six weeks after my flight. So I'm thinking about eight weeks out and then, uh, uh, I don't drink caffeine six weeks out either, any kind of caffeine. And so, like, by the time flight comes out, I'm like freaking out. Now, Bubba, do you have any yeah. advice on how he should beat Verdum? Uh, like he said, be comfortable wherever he wants to go. I mean, this dude's a you know top fighter in the world at the biggest weight class and most, I guess, the, the weight class that has the most notoriety. So he knows what he's doing. He's been on the big stage, but you know the biggest thing is having confidence and being comfortable wherever it goes. And like he said, he he's not going to be afraid to go down to the ground with him because he's just going to do what I did. If you try to submit me, I'm going to try to knock your ass out. You know, and I, usually usually the punches will outland the the submissions. But you know, you just got to be smooth and comfortable and collected. He knows what he's doing. You know, advice for him. How about you give me some advice? God damn it. Now, now, Stipe, here's where I think the UFC is dropping the ball, man. And, and I've said it for years with you. I've been a fan of yours forever. Uh, you're a super nice guy, quality guy. They're not marketing the fact that you're a fucking fireman and an EMT worker and you're the number one guy in the world. Like, every single fire person in America should be fucking having your back. Every cop, every teacher... You are the you are the working man's fighter, and and, and people don't yeah. know that. It's, 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 fuck, it drives yeah, me know, crazy. Honestly, man, uh, you know what? I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't care. I just like fighting, man. I mean, you know, popularity is cool and stuff like that. Like, but like, honestly, I love going to that cage. I love training. Keeps me out of trouble. You know, I love doing stuff like that. We have a great team here, and I love going and uh, you know doing the competition part of it. You know, it's fun getting paid too. You know, but it's just the whole. You know, training and just, it's like you know, like I was a little kid out of college. You know, I have a team, I train, I have a schedule, and I love it. And nothing gets better than that. And you know, listen, you know, when I win the belt, you know, then they're who I am. But right now, I mean, it's going to keep doing what I do, and I love it. What did you think of uh, Conor McGregor losing? It is what it is, man. You, you know, about the two weight classes. You know, Nate's not. Uh, you know, he's no slouch, man. That dude's gotten so much, so much better. That guy got really good stretch after his last fight. And, uh, you know, and you know, Conor, it was Conor's night. It was Nate's night. Nate looked great. Do you think Nate will come back? I mean, do you think Conor will come back? And uh, how do you think he'll do against Dos Anjos? Or do you think maybe uh, the blueprint now is out how to beat him? Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I mean, he might change a lot of things in his camp. We don't know. You know, I mean, listen, there's so many variables we don't know about. So I just, uh, you know, listen, he'll be back strong. You know, that featherweight division, you know, he's doing good there. You know, we'll see what he wants to do. You know, he's a champion. He loves fighting. He'll fight anyone. Yeah. No, I, I mean, a part of me was, like, happy just because, I just thought he was very disrespectful to the rest of you guys, saying, look, i got to stop carrying you. Look how much money I am. I have a million dollars. I have seven figures. And then you got guys like you uh, who are out there, you know, 
grinding, working two, three jobs to fucking be in the UFC. And it just, it kind of bothered me. Uh, me, and, and when, he made, when he made fun of Nate's, you know, oh, you, you got to teach kids jujitsu. I'm like, dude, that, that's not something to be mocked about. It should be something celebrated. The fact that Nate takes time to, to teach kids jujitsu is amazing. Not something to 100%. fucking, that's amazing. Yeah, I was man. I mean, you know, I, I know kind of, you know, he's got he's a great talker, and he probably just talks, you know, because fans love it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a good talker, man. I stutter a lot. I mumble. People can't, can't understand me. A lot of people think I'm foreign still. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't care, though. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't talk. But, you know, I know what he's doing, and he's also a good fighter, too. And, uh, you know, I can't take any away from him. But, yeah. you know, listen, I'm not mad at the guy. Listen, I know it's, you know, I know it's all about uh, numbers, and he's, he's doing it right. You know I mean? And Nate's doing good, too. I mean, Nate, look, that guy's got so much ready to go. I mean, they know how to talk to people. Love them. Nice. Well, listen. I think the stuttering fireman. I'm telling you, that could be your thing. You come out there as you could be the stuttering fireman. I'm, you'd have a whole new crop of people. They'd all be like, I stutter too. So I'm telling you, I'm rooting for you, man. I am 100. percent When you came to my show with your hot wife and your and and your your brother, who's kind of has uh, a little special, I, I I was totally. <laughs> I was ripping on this guy in the front, and then I was just giving him such a hard time and how he has a virgin, doesn't get pussy. I'm like, who are you? He's like, I'm Stipe's brother. I was like, I was like, what is this? Like twins? Uh, where he go? <laughs> but that was so much fun. He seems like a real nice guy, your brother, by the way. Oh, he's great. He took it like a chance. He don't care. He just, you know, he, uh, he, he's a good kid, man. I love him. You know, I like to call him. He's a nerd because he loves, like, video games and shit. You know, that's when you're saying that shit. I was, like, crying because, like, you know, we knew. You know, he knew it, too. He was like, fuck. You know, like, really? Did he really say that? You know, he so wears the virginity on his face, I just, huh? <laughs> I destroyed him the rest of the night. <laughs> That was awesome. Well, listen, Stipe, it was an honor to have you on the show. I cannot wait. When is this fight? Uh, it's May 14th. May 14th. UFC 197. 97. 197. 198. 198? Yep. 198. Now, yeah, yeah, 197 is Jones versus Cormier. Uh, now, CB yeah. Gold, by the way, is uh, he's our intern. This dude is an MMA encyclopedia. Stipe knows me. Uh, how? I met Stipe several times. I met him at the Las Vegas fight shop at a signing. And most recently, oh, um, I met him at the Monte Carlo the week of uh, Hendrix Thompson. I was the one walking around with the UFC belt. Oh, <laughs> I got Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I've been a big fan of Stipe for a long time. And I'm looking forward to you going to get that belt, man. It's, it's what you deserve. It's what uh, Verdum dropped out of at the last minute. I think you got everything for him, and, and you're ready to go. I can't wait to see you as champion. It's been a long road coming for you. I'm excited. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Well, thank you, Stipe. Uh, by the way, if you're listening, Stipe is in the UFC. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's an amazing fighter, uh, and we'll talk to you soon, brother. Hey, for sure. Hey, are you going to get us some new material? Because it's kind of getting older. Time to go to your show. You have the same jokes. I will have new material. I promise. <laughs> tell him. Tell him, Steve. I, I promise. Tell him. I promise. You, you, you come to my next show. I have a new. I have a new right. Tuesday night. I'm working on all new material every week. Every week. Dude, I'm busted, dude. I had to come back. You just made fun of me. Like I fight the UFC, really? You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going down, Steve. But after a fucking you beat for Doom, it's me and you, man. What happens if he brings the belt all to right, your comedy show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring the belt right, to guys, me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Bubba. Thanks, man. Wow. Take care. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate everything, man. Thank, thank you. All right. That was Steve Amiochik. That cool was awesome. Cat. Yeah, what a nice Heavy guy. Heavy-handed. He's super cool, man. He's always good to his fans. Tough, Very friendly. Dude. Yeah. Really good guy. I'm so excited he's getting the shot. Yeah. I'm really excited. 
And he's got a puncher's chance, you know. Punchers? I think he's more he's than that, no? power. Yeah. I mean. But he's got wrestling. He beats him in wrestling. Of course he's got more than that. That's not what the statement's saying. The statement is saying that he can knock you out at any given second. That's a but puncher's But normally chance. when someone says he's got a puncher's chance, it, means, it means that he's got, he doesn't have. He's, well, he's, who says it? When, when everyone else in the world says he's got a puncher's chance, oh. it, it means oh, okay. that he's the, his only I, shot I is to land a punch. I didn't know that I was punch. usually putting myself with everyone normal in the world, but, you know, that's cool. And I think people take it more as the, the lucky shot. Like, people saying, mm. like, you know, Holly lost, well, and they're like, how about oh, we that change lucky that now? kick. How about, we change it? how about we change that now? Now, yeah. since Bubba said it's a puncher's chance, meaning a puncher's chance is he can knock you out at any second. Oh, he's got good power. Wouldn't that be just be the thing? He's got amazing power. No, that's not what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say motherfucker's got a puncher's chance. <laughs> Yeah, but the way it, it makes it seem He's like, got a puncher's chance. He's got a wrestler's shot. He's got a jiu-jitsu guy's arm bar. No, but... <laughs> well, <was> super confusing. <laughs> the only thing when someone says a chance doesn't usually it's mean... It's a lucky shot. It, means it usually, usually means like if you land that one yeah. punch, When you're normal, yeah. and you're usually seeing It means that. that a disadvantage to everything else except for he's got a lot of power. Yeah. That's I don't know about a disadvantage meant. of everything else, but it means like he's got that There's shot. There's an unwritten rule about shot. what it means, and my unwritten <laughs> rule means... He's got a good puncher chance. So, <laughs> so how's that now? How was how was the wake up? By the way, the weight cut was great, man. Um, I'm actually working on keeping my weight down now, even though I just smashed that sandwich. No more and, blubber Jenkins. Yeah, no, no. I don't remember when I was blubber Jenkins. I was. I was jacked at some times. You should sometimes. fold him up. I was big no, at some times. I, I, I called him Blubber one time. You guys, you were like, the only time I ever been called Blubber was when I was with Baby, okay, with I had Blubber on it. And no, you called like, me Bubbles. You called me Bubbles. <laughs> There's a little kid that called me Bubbles, and he was like six years younger than me, but I wanted to put him in the trash can. Bubbles? He's like, oh, your name's Bubba? I'm going to call you Bubbles. Bubbles Jenkins? Like, that That's pretty damn funny. That was the corniest joke I ever had. <laughs> You would think it was funny as your comedian. It was not funny. I got a question for you, brother. What's up, Dick? I don't know if it's ever been discussed on here, mm-hmm. but do you have like a ritual post-fight meal? Yeah, crab legs. Crab legs. The first. I thing feel like I've heard that before, the, but I just yeah, wanted to. The first thing I'm going after after well, is this after the fight. It's not after the weigh-ins. After no, the weigh-ins, the I'm thinking crab legs. But I, I get can't. post-fight. I, 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 I get post-comedy show crabs as well, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's and Matt Herpes next, <laughs> Bubba. But no, chicks. crab legs and, and, and butter and, and a little lemon. And that's my celebration meal. Nice. They had that in Thackerville, Oklahoma. They actually did. They had a buffet there. I'll eat crab legs in Pennsylvania. I don't give. I don't care if it's inland or not. I'll eat crab legs. Oh, I'm just you know, asking. But yes, they had that in in Thackerville, Oklahoma, at their buffet, and it was, they were excellent. They nice. were excellent. I was That's happy awesome. with them. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was yeah. about to buy a t- uh, flight and a hotel. He was. To come see you fight. It was, it was, I was looking at it on like uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. The next like, fight you should be at. It'd probably be better. Wherever it is, I'll go. Wherever it is, I'll be there. Whether it's either going to be the title shot. Or it's going to be the one that gets me to the title. What shot. did Coker so say to you afterwards? Coker didn't say nothing to me. Really? I didn't see Coker. Wait, what about uh, the Asian Rich, dude? Rich Chow. Yeah. Rich Chow. He told me, good fight. Congratulations. We were really happy with your performance. That's great. They were impressed with my performance. Even though the guy was Asian? And, and Rich is Asian? 
Yeah, yeah. There was there was probably a little you know bias there, but you know solidarity. Yeah, uh... I I think that fact that I had my son with me and the fact that Rich Child has a son around the same age, you know, he was kind of happy with me. Did that guy say anything? Did Gotti say anything afterwards? Yeah, Goatee asked me. Gotti, Goatee asked me. um, He's like, man, your jujitsu is really good. You have really good, you know, submission stopping. Defense. I want to say he said it. Submission stopping offense, meaning I have good defense. You guys used the bathroom afterwards and he peered down. No, this was right before we got our hand rate, right before we were hearing the decision. And uh, he's like, You got really good stuff. Do you train jujitsu? And I'm just like, I only train for people like you. I don't. I don't yeah. do. I don't go and get on my back and try to armbar someone. Yeah. I just train to stop people like you. Right. What is this jujitsu thing you speak of? <laughs> no, no. Right. So afterwards, was right. there like a public urinal and he looked down? He was like, "Yo, how how that happen?" Nope, that no, did not happen. Uh, and, okay, just all right. Just, just asking if that took place. Everybody give Adam no. a really like strange. No. Like that, huh? um, but no, that did not happen. But he nice. was, goatee was real chill. I mean, there was there was no animosity during. I mean, we even were talking back before the um, before the weigh in. Now I've heard that the lead up to the fight, the commercial kind of thing that you know when I was in the back, they played like the little. 30 second clip of yeah. you know us two talking trash I heard that was pretty awesome but yeah. I heard they made me look like the villain they, 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 they were really like they were really focused on Goiti they were talking about you know he's of Japanese descent but he was he was raised in Brazil and yeah. he does this he does this they showed honestly more highlights of him I think than you and they were more focused on him yeah. but well that's good now, that's so he, he was the hero and you just fucking smashed their hero so there you go now, now John when was the last time you got laid Dodgeball. See? Yeah, exactly. See? No, 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 no. First of all, first of all, you're not allowed to say. I didn't say anything. Okay. I didn't say anything. I'm on Bubba's plan. No, no, no. Pre, 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 no, but don't, you can't, don't tell the guests they can do dodgeball yet. No, I didn't say anything. No, no, yeah. So, so it was. What do you think? It was like I would say, based on the way you talk, February, early February, something like that. I'm on. Yeah, it's it's come. Yeah. I'm on the Bubba plan. <laughs> now, what type of... Uh, with Bubba. Now, but now, what... Was it a, a random hookup? Was it a booty call? What, what was it? <laughs> you got to know him to know him. You, you got to know you're going to be in that seat. You can yeah, sit here. Right? So, so, fuck, man. They're, they're in rotation. You have a... You have a... You have a really? They, yeah. How many guys have rotation? She has starting five. She has starting five. Starting five. <laughs> some, guys, some guys make the all-star the team. Really? How some many guys have the bill? No, no, no. Not like that. Friends. Or... Do you have a couple friends that when you need the Not D? Not a couple. A friend. A friend that when you need the no. D, he comes over. Yeah. White guy? Black guy? <laughs> He's a white boy. He's going to want like a cop's description from fucking drama. He's a white boy. His record. He was a white guy? Yes. See? So hack of no boyfriend. I'm not focused on that. So you like, hey, listen, I'm horny. Come over. Yeah, Netflix and chill. Is that, is, is, that, is that what, what it the is? kids are? Yeah. Really? You're like, hey, I'm horny. I, I need there some. You go. All right. Was it? And then he just. How are you doing? Now, that, that, do you go once or twice or just. just Wh- Whatever we're game for. How would just, you know. I don't, we don't plan it out. <laughs> I tend to just go sit it there. Just like, do you plan shit out like that, yeah. Adam? You're like, you know no, what? Listen, listen come on over. Come on over. We're going to go two and a half times yeah. for about seven minutes, approximately. No, but there are time. some girls, Bubba, where. She's like, no, I can't. There are some do girls it. that are like, okay, one and out. And then other ones are like, all right, we're going to make an well, afternoon. Well, yeah, of, this. of course. If they're going to go with you, they'd be. I mean, I'd be one and out, too. Oh. <laughs> I don't want. I never know that you thought of me that way. No, but, but I'm, but I'm just. <laughs> 
I'm I just, want that ass I'm or just, that cash or I'm that just, belt. I'm just damn. <laughs> he, he's going to use you for the first nut and then go to his wife after the next fight. Uh, that's just not, since it's only eight seconds, you don't have much to worry you about. You saw why I had my oh. MMA roasted, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird that I'll be on your cock. But anyway, so. Yeah, well, I got something to say about that, actually. See, if, if you're a Bubba Jenkins, you got an MMA roasted logo, or, you got, or I got Connor on my die. We keep the most meaningful things near our balls. That's right. Close to, close to my... That was the weirdest day I've ever heard. Okay, we're, we're going to end the podcast on that. Listen, guys. Uh, uh, this week, I will be in Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, hell no. At, uh, fun. So I will be at the Level 2 uh, Comedy Club in Fargo, North Dakota, Friday night and Saturday night. Uh, that's where I'll be. Uh, also, every Tuesday night at the Dime Bar. Every Tuesday, Dime Bar, 8 o'clock on Fairfax and Hollywood. Anything coming up, CB? No, just back on the podcast, not trying to travel, except for uh, the following week, I might be going up to Mammoth to help my folks move. Nice. Uh, are, you gonna, uh, are you moving your folks, like the bodies? Or, or? No. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, uh, and Bubba, what do you got? Yo, I was trying to think of something creative, like, oh, this is what I'm going to do, or this is what I got coming, but I got nothing. After the fight, man, I'm, I think I'm going to take my wife out. I'm going to get a babysitter and take my wife nice. out because she did a great job for me in this camp, like always. We're going to go have dinner and keep things back to normal and um, look to make another child. But that's about it. Nice. And you, anything <laughs> coming up, John? Just working on my stuff. That's Just it. getting that Be white here. D. That's it. Listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank our sponsor, Decipher. D-I hyphen Cypher. Call them today at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. Say MMA Roasted. Say Roasted for 10% off for life coaching, uh, management, and consulting, all kinds of stuff. Decipher, also tip a fighter. Fighters are underpaid, and we can do something about that. Tip a fighter. A bunch of those Evicta girls are fighting uh, this Saturday. Andrea Lee. Friday. Andrea Lee's on Friday. Andrea Lee's with tip a fighter. Andrea yeah, Lee. Yeah. Uh, who else? Any other chicks? Um, chicks? Uh, right now, Andrea Lee. Uh, so make sure we make it rain on that chick. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you on Thursday. We have Stefan Bonner on the show, and uh, that also, I believe that... Um, that girl that fought uh, Anna Nunez. Valentina Shevchenko. She'll be on. The bullet. The bullet. Shout out to Frankie. Thursday. Thank you, Frankie, and thank you, Stipe. Take care. Bye. <laughs>